Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, and that's basically, I think, I think that scale is a good sign. Like if you have an obsession with it, like that's what it was for me. Like that was that sign of like, I was basing my worth on a number on the scale. And, you know, really that told me if I was, you know, good enough or I wasn't good enough. Welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. It's a podcast where I get to talk with people from all over the world who have a story to share, knowledge, and areas that we can learn from and apply to our lives to help make us better and happier people. And on this episode, I'm happy to introduce Sarah Placencia, beach body coach and fitness trainer. If you know me, you know I'm really into fitness and health and Doing the Insanity workouts from Beachbody has been part of my workout routine for years now, which is how I came across Sarah. While I was doing one of these videos and basically tapping out every few minutes for a breather, I noticed this girl just going nonstop. It made me wonder, who the hell is this girl? And how is she able to just keep going and going? And the wonders of Google brought me to her website, and from there, I knew I had to get her on my podcast. There are so many questions I wanted to ask her, like, How do you look like that? I've always wanted to ask a professional fitness trainer what they eat and when. What are you putting in your smoothies and what foods are in your pantry? When do you work out and for how long? And I had to hear how she got featured in the Insanity videos with Shanti and what the training and filming was like. Fortunately for us, she goes over all of that. We see these fitness models on social media and think, wow, what a life. Too bad I can't look like that, or too bad I don't have their metabolism. But that's not necessarily the case. Sarah shares her struggles along the way to get to where she is now, especially with her bout of binge eating. We go over what binge eating is, how it affected her, and how she was able to overcome that. She wanted to share her story and advice for anyone struggling with an eating disorder, or know someone that is. Health is the most important thing we have, and who doesn't want to go through life feeling well, and looking good. We uncover a lot in this episode and I'm positive there is so much you can take away from Sarah and her story and apply it to your life. So Sarah, thank you very much for joining my podcast. I am super excited to have you. Uh, I know I reached out maybe a month ago or so and I was definitely staying on your radar, making sure I got you. I am, I am very excited you are an animal from what, from what I've seen <laughs> online and the insanity videos, which we'll get to in a little bit, but go ahead and introduce yourself and what you're doing these days. Ah, well, thank you so much, Ryan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, it was just flattering for you to reach out and, you know, ask me to do something like this. So I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm excited and I'm an open book. So whatever questions you have, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not prepared for, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. So. Oh, good deal. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So I am a talker though, so we'll see how this goes. Um, but Great. yeah, I'm excited. So yeah, my name's Sarah Placencia. I've been 
involved in health and fitness for over a decade now. And I just absolutely love it. Definitely fell, fell into it and just really, really happy with where it's ended up so far. So yeah. And we'll sure. get that story because okay. I'm really big into fitness and health and I see someone like you and your profile and it's like, I have so many questions. Like, how do you get to look like that? Or how did you get there? What's your story? And because people just get the picture and they say, damn, that girl looks good. And then it's like, why can't I be like that? You know, they don't know the stories and the struggles that you went through. Mm -hmm. And obviously one of those stories that you have uh, on your Instagram and website is how you were a binge eater. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's kind of start in the beginning. Um, Let's go. Where did you grow up? So, well, we actually moved back home. So this is where we're both, my husband and I, um, originally met here in Indiana. It's a tiny little town of Auburn. There's like 12,000 people. (laughs) So yeah, pretty crazy. So I'm, my background went to a tiny school. I graduated with 30 kids. Wow. So definitely small town, everything. Um, if you can imagine like footloose and dancing and all that, (laughs) there was none of that. So even like always wanting to like, you know, kind of break out of like the small town um, stigma. It was something that once we got married or actually we dated two weeks and then he moved to Pennsylvania for a job in radio. And, and then I came to visit him a month later and he asked me to marry him. And I was like, of course. (laughs) That's like, that's like storybook here. I'm so fast. My previous episode was based on like dating and online dating. And I've been, (laughs) that's been, that's been terrible. For years, and here you are right? in two weeks. Get oh, I know. I know. Well, yeah, it's funny too because I, I, even looking back, I'm like, if people ask me, like, what, what would you recommend? And I'm like, well, most times that probably wouldn't work out as good as it has. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I think it was something where we were both, we'd both come from long term relationships, and it was just something that I, I mean, even as far as like lessons learned and how life goes, like a lot of times I think like struggles really do make you stronger. And honestly, you then, when you do meet somebody who's right and somebody who treats you right and somebody who, you know, you also don't want to change, you know, I mean, it's definitely something that I just feel like I'm so grateful that, you know, to go from, you know, from this point in my life to where I am now and just the relationship that I do have with my husband, we're both just very, very fortunate and grateful for each other. So without some of those struggles, you know, I think that, you know, you can definitely take it for granted. So I feel like, it's something that I'm just fortunate that I, you know, experienced those things. And then I was, you know, 23, moved out, went to Pennsylvania and was like, well, I'm kind of bored. I don't know anybody here. <laughs> so where, where in Pennsylvania? I'm curious. I, oh, Lancaster or Lancaster. Yeah, the Amish country. Amish country, which is wow. so, what's really funny is I feel like I've seen more Amish around here because the whole like Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania belt, mm. it's like very very, very Amish country all around. Wow. And honestly, I've seen more horse and buggies like close to where I live rather than even in Pennsylvania. Cause I mean, we were in between like Baltimore and Philly, like an hour and a half from each of those. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, it still seemed like the big city to me. Cause it was like 30 or 300,000 people, I think is in like, oh, wow. I'll, have to, wow. I'll double check that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, but it was still a lot bigger than what I was used to. And I, it was just something that I was like, this is such a cool city. Like you could walk everywhere. And Um, so yeah, I was just kind of thinking like, well, maybe I should get started in fitness. Like I always enjoyed it. Like I played sports in high school. Everybody played basketball. If you're from Indiana, (laughs) even if, even if you had a team of 10 people, which we did, (laughs) 
<laughs> and it was like so small. Was Hoosiers your favorite movie? Hoosiers, up? right? I, everybody had to see it. Go Rudy. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was like, it's something that I feel like, you know, it, it was just something to do. And, and I think I, I really did enjoy that team mentality. And I wasn't good at school because like I was either talking or sleeping. And so <laughs> like I, I seriously was like just not passionate about a lot of the things that were being taught. And, and, you know, I think that's what's important for everybody to know that like, hey, it's, it's okay to ha have different likes outside of like, you know, what you're taught in school. And, you know, it's, it's important to find those things that are your passion. And I think mm. health and fitness definitely helped in that, in that realm. So, um, so when would you say health and fitness kind of at like what age became like a mm -hmm. focus of yours? Cause you said sports was always yeah. something was mm -hmm. sports separate from fitness when you were in school, yeah. kind of like there were two different things. Cause a lot of times they blend together when you talk about like athletes and stuff. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. It was definitely blended together being a small school. We had to play, you know, other small schools and mm. it was something that we're, you know, we're right there and we would, you know, right after school would practice or sometimes before school. Cause guys always got the gym for the best times and we had one gym <laughs> oh. so we, we'd have to work out at like 5 30 in the morning you know for our practice before school started so no i mean i think it's better now they did build another building so that's good so like a second <laughs> one um but yeah i i don't know i have to give it props back in so this is going to age me in the year 2000 mm. um 99 to 2000 i'm like going to tell you the whole thing like this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be interesting you're going to find yes. me <laughs> So I don't know if a lot of people relate to this. This is we'll what this is going to be relatable because yeah. it is a normal story. And we're going to go mm -hmm. through the struggles because there's a lot yeah. of people in the world. Oh, for sure. They're struggling with their weight or how they look and they don't oh, know where to yeah. get started. 100%. And mm -hmm. I'm talking to a fitness instructor. You look fantastic. You look amazing. And we're going to talk about how to get there or at least mm -hmm. take steps to get there. Yeah. Let's, mm -hmm. let's help some people out. So I feel like it yeah. really helps to kind of get to the bottom of who you are. Yeah. Let's talk about your story, how you got mm -hmm. into fitness, because anything you say, someone mm -hmm. could relate to and it could click and be like, I'm just like that. Maybe I can start too. Yeah. So let's, oh, let's definitely. Start. Yeah. So, so I would say the health and fitness journey kind of started like 99 to 2000. And that's, that's when I actually moved with my family down to this even tinier town. I think it was like <laughs> maybe five, 50 people, not even 500, um, wow. in, in camp, Arkansas. I'm sure I, I don't know, even know if it's still around, but we had to go there because <laughs> this is where it gets kind of weird. Um, so my family was very much the preparedness, you know, end of times, end of world. <laughs> type what about right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to keep them like, okay, unsubscribe. <laughs> like, I feel like it's definitely the perspective that I've been through and that I see. I'm like, you know what? The word resilience really comes to mind growing up. And, and, but honestly, I feel like it did make me stronger. And I do have an appreciation for what I do have in my life now and also the outlook that I have. Mm. Um, and so back then, my, my ninth grade to 10th grade year, um, I turned 16 and we moved to Arkansas and we had, you know, all the guns. We had dried milk that came in like these big buckets because you would add water to it and that would be our milk. And we had tons of chickens. <laughs> I know, it's so crazy. Wow. <laughs> I know. Not a lot of people know this story. So it's, it's always interesting because I feel like it comes up every now and then and people are like, what? Like, who are you? And I'm like, I know, it's, it's a crazy story. Yeah, this and is so, great. yeah, so, so I was there with my two younger brothers. They're four and five years younger than me. And what's funny now is like, they were so into like, even starting to get into um, just computer games. And I was like, oh, 
everybody's always on the computer. You guys, like, I'll never have a computer. And it's funny how I'm an online coach and I do this for, <laughs> for my job now. So and that was so, back in the day of like America Online. Like, you yeah, got mail. Oh, AOL. Exactly. <laughs> AOL. AOL chat. Exactly. Like, that was, yeah. I, I, if my mom listens to this, she'll crack up. But me and my friends, even before then, I remember I was like in seventh or eighth, eighth grade and we would go into the online chats and go into the Australia one and be like, a dingo ate your baby and just keep repeating it. And <laughs> oh people were like, God. get out of here. <laughs> like, ASL. I was like, Hey, why not? It was super fun. There's nothing else to do. And why that's not? when you're like, hey, yeah. mom, get off the phone. I need to get out of the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. I wasn't even going to try. They had, they all had their own online stuff. And I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to play Dutch Blitz and Crochet. <laughs> like, but then there was also what, so my, my story started with Tybo and Billy Blinks. Wow, and so okay. that, it's funny how it was a home program that really got me inspired because I was like, well, I have nobody to like talk to and my friends live far away. And there was not, I mean, we didn't really chat online. I would call them every now and then, but even then it was like, yeah, get off the phone or get yeah. off the, the dial up. And so from that point, it was like, I mean, you had to, as you homeschooled, you still had to have like, you know, your gym credit hours. And so I would do that same VHS tape. I remember it was like red and blue on either side. And then I had like one other one, but I would do those two workouts over and over and over again for the whole year. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like this. And it was just such a, it was such a nice escape just to kind of be like, all right, well, this is something I can do. And I always felt better, you know, and I always pushed myself as hard as I could because it was something that I could control and that I could like turn off my brain and not have to think about school and not have to think about, you know, end of times, which I was always skeptical anyway. <laughs> so I was like, my friends think I'm crazy. Like, this is great. It's, it'll be fine. We'll go back next year. And seriously, as soon as midnight struck, we're like, we're going back to school next year, right? <laughs> so, Y2K. Y2K, exactly. And so we were, went back to school the next year. And I think that's where, you know, I continued the health and fitness, but, you know, through like, I think, I think whenever there's struggles, especially, well, men and women, I feel like food can kind of be a comfort, but it could also be something where it's like, we emotionally tie in, you know, too much of our, of what's going on around us. And then we fixate on the food and what we can control. And, and then we think like, well, at least it's this one area I'm controlling and it's really not like the binge eating is like overtaking every thought process. And it's like, and I, I think that's what happened with like, it was around my junior, senior year and my parents got divorced. I was in a not so good relationship with someone and that had lasted like a full six years. And so through that time, I was really like, you know, kind of end of world was happening. Well, not Y2K, but like after that, you know? And so I think that's really where it was. Like I was consistently, you know, every single day, multiple times a day, I would weigh myself. And if I didn't like the number on the scale, I would just like stop eating for a day or two. And then it would come back in a wave of like, give me all the food, you know? And so I think that's where I really felt like out of control at that point. So if, if we could just put a pause. So binge eating, can you give like mm -hmm. what binge eating is? Cause I know like uh, anorexia, like, or mm -hmm. bulimia and stuff, they get a lot of publicity. Mm -hmm. Binge eating, I don't yeah. think gets as much mm -hmm. attention. So let's bring yeah. some awareness to what that is. And oh, maybe sure. someone doesn't know they have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's basically, I think, I think that scale is a good sign. Like if you have an obsession with it, like that's what it was for me. Like that was that sign of like, I was basing my worth on a number on the scale. And, you know, really that told me if I was, you know, good enough or I wasn't good enough. And so mm -hmm. I think that, so if you have those feelings, like, you know, even, even just that relationship with the scale can be detrimental and you're basing your worth on something that sometimes just isn't in your control. And it shouldn't be based on that probably ever. Like, honestly, I, I still don't own a scale to this day. Mm -hmm. I actually threw it away. Like it was, it wasn't until like after I got married. So I struggled over a decade with this, like probably from 17 till I was 
around like 28, 29. And so, and, and, you know, that was even like starting over, like getting into the fitness career, you know, thinking like, okay, now I got to look fit, you know, and I think that that does happen to a lot of health and health fitness professionals. I'm sure you have, you have to Yeah, that's definitely one of the career choices where you have to look good. And that can drive you nuts, especially with like social media and everything today. Like mm-hmm. you want to look at everyone's posting these pictures. You can't be a fitness instructor and be out of shape. Like that wouldn't make any sense, you know? So, yeah. uh, so, so binge eating. So that would just be something where you would just eat a ton and then stop for a day or two. And then what mm-hmm. ha- what would happen? You'd get so hungry. You'd yeah. Have to start eating. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was kind of this vicious cycle of it, you know, and it was never like, you know, it wasn't nutrient dense food. It was like, then I was reaching for anything. And and still to this day, I cannot have a big bag of Doritos because <laughs> I'm like, if I have it in the house, I know that I will binge eat it. Cause it's mm-hmm. just like, it's that second nature type thing. And, and it's almost like, it's easy to reach for that. And I'm like, you know what? I just have to set myself up and set my environment up for success. And I think that's really where it, it comes into like having those things around you that aren't going to derail you. Like we can either make our day have choices that are readily available to us that are going to make the healthy choice or the opposite. I and call I think- that ha- like hacking yourself, like oh, you know, yeah. hack for yourself. Like I know there's things I can't have in the house or I'm just going to devour yeah. it. And oh, I, yeah. I, that's okay. I'm not buying it. I'm not bringing it home. I'm not going to have mm-hmm. it in the house. And there's, yeah. that goes for like a lot of things. It's just like mm-hmm. doing chores around the house. If you want to read a book, leave a book that's open. You're likely to read it. Yeah. To, you got to mm-hmm. like mind hack yourself, you know? Exactly. That reminds me of Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't know if you've heard of that. I have not, but I will now. Oh, you will now. Yeah, definitely. I will now. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love those books. And I think mindset is just huge too. Like that was something else that kind of got me into realizing like, okay, maybe I do have more choices. Maybe I can set myself up for success and maybe Mm -hmm. I can, you know, lead the life that I truly want to live. And, and I think that plays a big role into it. Like that whole mindset. So did you get you kind of got into bed, Jeannie, because of stress, like things in your life just weren't going well. Oh, yeah. And and I feel like a lot of times fear will start in the body and we find that like, you know, yeah, that hunger or like that emotional stresses, like you can feel that on the inside. And, and it even came out in like, I would, well, there's a reason I paint my nails all the time. And that was because I was a nail biter for 29 years. I, <laughs> I, should, I like, am. Come. I actually am. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, should I, I paint my nails? <laughs> <laughs> That's the key, there right? We go. Ryan, you better post photos, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but I feel like it's just small things that I, I think people truly change because they're either faced with desperation or inspiration. And when it's a combination of both, I think change like really happens and it sticks. Um, and so, yeah, one of the things with nail biting, I was, you know, my nieces would come over and there were only like four and six and they went to paint their nails. And I'm like, I'm so ashamed. I can't. So I, mm-hmm. so I was like, I was inspired by them to like, oh my gosh, so yeah, it would be awesome to have that memory of like not being ashamed. And it's funny, I don't even wear jewelry. I don't even have my ears pierced. So it's not even like I, I need to have rings on to be like, look at my nails. But I remember when I got engaged, you know, that was something too that I was like, you know, I was so grateful that I had like stopped biting my nails. And, mm. the, and, it, and it happened, you know, right at the time of, you know, stopping a relationship that just caused me so much stress and anxiety. And it was just wrong for both of us because it was like, I wanted to change him. He wanted to change me. And, and I had like the nail biting. I had, I had rashes on my arms. It was the middle of summer and I had to wear long sleeves because both on the inside of my arms, I just itched them all the time. And then it was this vicious cycle of like, they get too dry and then I'd keep itching them. And I was like, man, like looking back all these triggers, like it always comes to, 
things in your life that you feel like you want to control, but you, you just can't sometimes. And I feel like the best way to do it is to just face the, the things that truly scare you and say, enough is enough. Yeah, I have to stop. You know, and I, and yeah. when that happens, I think, I think change, you know, just, just happened. And I kind of took notice of those things and it's not going to happen overnight. Definitely not. I think the hardest thing is like confronting that fear and confronting the things that, you know, okay, why am I turning into this to emotionally or why am I itching or why am I biting my nails? You know, and it's kind of that stop, take notice of like what your body's telling you and what is it that maybe your body's trying to say and, and mm-hmm. listening to those cues, I think is just so, so important. So, yeah. I'm glad we're getting into this because it just shows that, you know, everyone has a story to tell and it's not just all the picture online. There's a lot that went into this. Um, yeah. So, I was, I'm reading a book right now, which was recommended to me recently called awareness. And he's talking about how sometimes people need to be sick of just being sick in order to make the change. So that kind of reminded me of what you just said about the inspiration or desperation. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to hit really rock bottom in order to really make that change. Yeah. Um, Would you say you're athletic, um, you're a fitness instructor, you played sports. Did your like kind of weight go up and down? Like, did you have issues with that too as well? Yeah. I mean, it was, I definitely uh, had like carried my, my weight in my cheeks and my cheeks. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> but I can tell like, even in photos, like just my skin was unhealthy, you know, mm-hmm. clothes wouldn't fit right. And yeah, I mean, it would fluctuate. I mean, a good 10 pounds. I mean, for my five, three frame, that was kind mm-hmm. of a big, that was kind of a big deal because like when you're shorter, when you're smaller, like people just notice it on you or, yeah. you know, I would notice it on myself and just how I felt. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely had struggled with that. Um, you know, like I said, over a decade and it wasn't like, I think that first step of throwing away my scale was like step number one. <laughs> and then from that point, it was like, you know, stopping with just, you know, stop buying the fruit loops. <laughs> like, yeah. like I actually was like obsessed with cereals and that was something that like, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm an adult, but I'm going to eat all the cereal I want now. Like, you know, like what? That's so cereal is so but bad. It's so, cereal, so, bad. It's so bad for you. I know not even the healthy kind. I was yeah. like, get rid of this. And it wasn't until I became a coach that I realized how much of my nutrition just needed fixed. Like okay. it wasn't even something that you know, I, I mean, I got into coaching because I was like, okay, I can help people in more ways. Like, yeah, this is great. Let me do this. Um, but when I joined, I really did like, you know, look at the materials and start to understand like what my body was truly craving. And I think that's where the change started to happen. Cause I just felt better. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, I mean, I was still pretty sore, but it wasn't something where I was like just out of energy all the time. Um, and I was teaching a lot. I know I talked about that before where I was overtraining. And so there's that cycle of like binge eating, And sometimes that can be masked by overtraining because for the people that look fit, you know, maybe they are trying to like out train a bad diet, which doesn't Mm. always work, but you could probably cover it up a little bit more. You know, let's get into that too in a little bit. Cause the reason I brought up the whole, like, does your weight fluctuate or whatever is because I feel like a lot of people probably look and see like someone who has a body like yours and just like, well, they have a crazy metabolism. I wasn't born like that, you know, but it shows you're human. You gain weight, like you, but you took a look at what you're putting in your cupboards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. how much would you say to, to look good, to feel good, to, to be a coach is what's the percentage you think would be, um, your diet and what your nutrition compared to fitness and working out? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they always say like abs are made in the kitchen, you know, yeah. so, like, mm-hmm. what would you say? What, if you can put a percentage on that? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely heard of the 80, 20 rule and I feel like that's, 
that is pretty close. I think it's just smart to know what that 80% should look like because we can, I mean, the food industry, you know, they, they can really mask what's healthy and what's unhealthy. And as far as like fat free, sugar free, like all of these things that look healthy, like we think, okay, I'll choose that because that's my 80%. And then I'll, and then I'll go and like splurge on this 20%. But in reality, it could be closer to like, you know, 80% is actually really unhealthy and 20% is kind of healthy that you're eating. Um, so I think that's, that's where the issue is. Like people understanding what real nutrition is, like getting back to like raw fruits and vegetables, even like, I think that's a good place to start. I'm definitely not like, I mean, I, I do have fruit and vegetables every day, but I'm not that typical, like I'm juicing all the time and I'm mm-hmm. doing this. And you know, I, it's like, it's something where I'm like, okay, yeah, 80% of my meals are going to be clean. And 20%, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have maybe a Snicker bar. We'll go out and like, I'll just grab one. Or maybe it'll be something where, where it's one Snicker bar, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> just one, people. Just one, people. <laughs> exactly. Or if it's like we're really desperate for like some ice cream, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out and just get the small one. And and it's us leaving the house in order mm-hmm. to go get it. Yeah. Um, well, with COVID, it's kind of nice because it's even <laughs> it's right. less appet- it's less appetizing. Um, so I feel like it's just that's where it should really truly start. Like start to understand like what your body truly needs without the mask of sugar-free, fat-free, all the things the food industry is pushing on us because that's not even food. It's, it's. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we're set up to fail, honestly, because everything, all the marketing and everything you see, I did a episode a few months ago based on intermittent fasting. Oh yeah. And so that's something I practice mm-hmm. and. Oh, me too. Oh, do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about yeah. that. I know, but, right? Yeah, exactly. So I know like, all the cereal companies were the ones that promoted breakfast as the most important meal of the day. And it's just like, mm-hmm. we were, we've been taught so many wrong things growing up that we have to unlearn, which is even harder than just being taught something new. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious. So I know we've, we've jumped, we'll get back in your timeline here in a minute, but you brought up nutrition. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that are in your cupboard? What are some of the mainstays and mm-hmm. like maybe some snacks that, maybe someone can go to when, you know, they're working from home or taking a road trip or whatever it is yeah. that we're not thinking of. Be creative. Like, tell us what yeah. you eat. I'm super curious about Oh things. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I have like this big thing of cashews. Um, I love, I love certain nuts, like, you know, have that easily reachable for that, but I'm not, it's, it's not food that I'm going to like binge on, you know, like it's like, nobody has ever binged on too much celery. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, it's celery. Be, so, so I mean, I, well, I do eat celery, but not a lot. I mean, it's like something where I'm like, if I have it, then it's, it's in the fridge, but no, it's not in the fridge right now. I have like a spring mix, some bell peppers and some hummus. So like I can easily make a quick salad, um, and then make my own dressing balsamic and olive oil and salt and pepper. Like it's okay. pretty, pretty much the staple. I was such a ranch fan. So I just go and get like, if I'm going to do a burger, I'll get like, you know, the lettuce over it so I can get all the fries and the ranch. (laughs) So so I'm kind of like substituting, you know, a little bit. I was like, well, that's way too many carbs, but I just won't have the bun. That's fine. Um, and so, yeah, so there's nuts, there's, um, I love the boom chicka pop popcorn right now, but I've got the single size serving bags and that's like plenty. So I'm not overdoing it with multiple bags. I think the single servings have really helped me too, just to be like, all right, reach for one, then one and done. Um, I definitely can't have Doritos. I would, like I said, eat too many of those. (laughs) I definitely can't have like, you know, cookies that I absolutely love. Like I would just, you know, open it up and eat a whole sleeve. So I have to like, you know, have things that are 
healthy, but it's not something that I'm really going to crave because I mean, there's even chemicals in certain foods that make you crave it more. So I'm right. like, you know what? I'm going to stay away from those. Um, I do have, let's see. So fruit, I usually have fruit in my shakes, so it's all frozen fruit. And so I'll do a, a cup and a half to two cups of that. And so that'll be one of my main meals in my superfoods. Blend. What else is, what else um, is in your shake? Let's just so, go through it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's, um, so I drink Shakeology and that has like tons of superfoods, you know, a lot of different vitamins, minerals, uh, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, all the things that I didn't even know are in there. <laughs> They're in there. Um, and so I, I have been drinking that for six years. I honestly oh. was like, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give up my Fruit Loops and do this shake for a month and see what happens. And it really did help my digestion. Like, I didn't think I had a digestive problem until like I started drinking that consistently. And I was like, oh, you're supposed to go every day. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. I know I'm going to talk about poop on your no, show. No, go for it. <laughs> go for so, it. So definitely healthy. Yeah. I, I, and I add a healthy nut butter to that. Usually either almond butter or I like coconut oil. Um, so I'll have that. Um, my full serving of fruit, uh, fruit in it. Um, and that's like when I break my fast, that's my first. Okay. So that's around what time is that? Would you say? Probably around one, I would say. Um, but I will have like coffee. I don't know if this counts. I don't know if I'm, I'm not, okay. Well, I'm not the truest. Oh, cheater. Okay. Just so you know, I am, I am, when it comes to life, I am a rubble. So whatever somebody tells me to do, I'm like, I'm going to do that 80%. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So, but to each their own, you know what I mean? Like you got to find your own way, your own journey. And, and I think like, if I try too hard and I don't hit a mark, I think that's just like, it's part of that binge eating, like, oh, I'm not doing it good enough. You know what I mean? So I feel like to get out of that cycle, you have to be okay with like pretty good, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because don't aim for perfect with certain personality types. Other ones, I'm like, the type A's, I'm like, go for it. I got two questions for you right now, real quick. To finish that shake, are you using like almond milk in that? Or what are you putting in that? No, I just use water. So I add, yeah. And so it's like a 24 ounce cup. I fill it half full with water a cup and a half to two cups, frozen fruit. I love frozen mango right now. <laughs> and then I use a yeah. vegan tropical strawberry shakeology mix. And then I'll add like coconut oil to that or sometimes almond butter it tastes like more PBJ. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that is my first meal. And that usually lasts me like three to four hours. Um, and then after that, I will have a bagel. <laughs> oh, cheater again. I know. See, I did, I know. Hey, okay. The first meal was great. That was my, that was, <laughs> that was top notch, hundred percent. Right. And then, and then, yes, I'm gonna have my bagel. And it's like the, it's the healthier kind. I don't know if we were going to get sponsored for all this stuff we're dropping, but we hey, should. We can right? tag them. We'll tag we them on the tag them. I know, right? I'm going to just name drop all the things. Because, Do it. Yeah, they should but definitely the, pay you for this. These are the questions I've been dying to yeah. ask, like fitness instructors. Like, what do you put in your shakes? What are you eating for dinner? Like, I want to know that because I will literally do that. I'll go to the store and buy this and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Like, if you find something that works, then yeah, you do kind of tend to talk about it. because uh, But I will say, I notice your energy, your energy, you can feel it. Um, does your nutrition help you with your, were you always like this? Um, I w- yeah, I was kind of a hyper kid. <laughs> okay. Cause I was gonna say, I want whatever you're, you're having. Like, what's going on? It's, it's my coffee. I, I barely touched it. <laughs> I, know, it's still there. I know. Um, yes, I was definitely playing laser tag, all the sports. Yeah. I was definitely one of those, like get out the energy and then just crash. Like I, I'm a very, I tell people this all the time. I'm a very lazy fit girl. Like I will, you'll see me go crazy because I'll post about it on my Instagram and, mm. and insanity, but then I will like sit down and, you know, binge watch, not, not binge eat, binge watch yeah. <laughs> like Netflix. Well, sometimes I'll be working at the same time. 
but I'll be chilling, you know? Um, so anyway, sorry, I'm like off on tangents, but yeah, so that's my first meal. I forgot. I do add collagen to that. So I just got that okay. yep. recently. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Why not? Why not? I want to try to look 26 instead of 36. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 37. You oh, look no, like you're 24. So. Oh, thank you. I, okay. Thanks so much. I, can still <laughs> use it then. I know. Right. I was like, I don't know. I bet people are like, no, she looks her age now. I'm like, darn it. No. <laughs> I know. I don't want to hit that yet, but that's okay. Age is just a number. Um, so yeah, that's my first meal. And then a few hours later, I do have, I can, I'm trying to think of the name. Is it Mike's, uh, bagels? I just had the last one today. Otherwise I would go look. It's not the hard lemonade. <laughs> no, it's not the hard lemonade. No, it's like, it's, man, I can see the guy and he's flexing and it's like supposed to be the healthier bagel. Okay. You know what I, mean? I, I don't know. I need to look it up. I'll like tag you in a post. Let me keep um, talking. Cause I'll, I okay. will actually look it up right now. Look it up. There's a gif. Oh, if you look it up on Instagram, just type it in bagel. And it's one of the bagels that pop up. The, the brand name is on it. Um, so I do that, you know, that's kind of my healthy, <laughs> I mean, it's a bagel. What are you going to do? Um, there's protein in it. There's not a lot of like additives. Um, I do, do you watch protein. carbs? Do you, do, are you, are you considerate of carbs? Cause I know a lot of people who want to get cut are. I, as I watch them enter my mouth. Yes. <laughs> That's when I watch them. So you do eat them. So it's not like you cut them out. Oh, yeah. I, I know with intermittent fasting, there's some people that really go by the, the higher protein. Um, and no, I've, I've never counted calories. Cause I feel like, yeah, it's just something that I'm not, I don't, I think it's more of like, I'm really into listening to how I feel and like what my body is wanting in that moment. And just, taking note of like how I felt the day after and like seeing how I feel. And I know some people have like gluten intolerance and I think it's just so important to understand like, okay, maybe, you know, cut something out just to see how your body reacts without it, you know? And I think that's super important. So, um, but yeah, no, I haven't had issues with carbs or, you know, gluten. So, um, I do try to have the the healthier bagel. Is it, Um, is it Dave's? Dave's, yes, not Mike. Sorry. There we go, like, Dave's. Know, There's like epic, epic everything, killer epic bread, ever. epic organic yeah. bagels. Yes, yeah, and I love them. They're super, and surprisingly, like I feel like I've noticed. There's things that I'm like, oh, this is a secret. I need to tell people. Like Kodiak cakes, they're the pancakes that are healthier. Really? Those, those are really good too. Those are high protein, um, and they taste sweet. I think there's, yeah, there's. I don't know. There's and this is what I was talking about earlier when you like kind of hack yourself. Like to me, it's like a you're having pancakes, but they're better version. But yeah. like a half hour later, you're like, damn, awesome. I just had some sweet pancakes. Like I feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I got my craving out yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it like, it shouldn't feel like, yeah, it shouldn't feel like you're punishing yourself either. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's, what's super important. Like we eat healthy because we want to feel good and, mm-hmm. it, and it should taste good. Like I honestly feel like, you know, good food should taste good too. Well, it'll keep um, you eating that too, because if you're, mm-hmm. if you're hating it, it'll last a week and you're like, I can't yeah. do this anymore. I oh yeah. Oh, I know. Right. If, if somebody's doing just celery juice, they're going to, they're not going to feel <laughs> like my, my sister's food. a big fan of celery juice. Oh She's really? A big fan of it. Oh what my you, gosh. You have, well, you have thoughts on that? No, I mean, let's hear your thoughts. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I think I just don't know enough about it. So I wouldn't want to share my lack of knowledge. (laughs) Um, Is that something though? Like, I mean, is she drinking that and... Oh yeah, that, I mean, that's just how she starts her day. And then oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Well, props to her because I, I, I mean, I just didn't know the extreme of it. Like, if it was only drinking. Oh or- no, no, no. Oh, thank no, you. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, good to know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it. You never know. Give yeah. it a shot. Definitely believe in drinking water. Half your body weight in ounces, at least. You know. How, how much water do you drink a day? I aim for about a hundred ounces. So that is a little bit, obviously more than my half of my body weight, but, um, I am sweating. I'm a sweater. I've always been my whole life. Um, and so, especially when you train hard, like I just feel like it happens naturally. Um, so yeah, I just drink 
water as I'm working out. And then first thing in the morning, you know, mm -hmm. and I bought this thing. I love it. I spent $25 on it. So it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, for the longest time, I was like, I'm not spending money on that. But, but because I did, it's, it's like something that I like now value, you know? It, it, for sure. Yeah, 25. exactly. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 25 is not even that much, but still it's like, to me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate this. Um, so we're, so we're at the bagels. What's next? Okay. So we're at the bagels. Okay. So a few hours after that. Um, so that'll, you know, keep me good for the next like three, four hours or so. Um, and then we usually have a later dinner. Um, and Eddie is amazing. He is, he's the type A personality. Eddie is my husband and he, he like, I know I should, I should mention that. Um, and so he follows rules so well, like, I think we compliment each other. Well, also probably drive each other a little crazy, but, <laughs> but he is like so good at following the rules. So we do hello fresh. Um, and that's like four around four times a week. And honestly, like, I mean, it's probably, it's probably like 80% you know, pretty clean. I would yeah. say, I know some people were like, you know, Oh, I follow this one because it is healthier. And I'm like, that's awesome. I was like, I, I just liked HelloFresh. I like the way they package it. We tried blue apron, but they just throw everything into a, into a bag and I don't want to get sued by a blue apron. I'm sorry. It was really good, but <laughs> I just like the way HelloFresh packages their stuff. And they're just a lot better at like customer service. And, okay. um, but I don't know, we do enjoy that. And and Eddie sometimes will Twitch stream and he'll, he'll do like a cooking show. So he'll, he's on Twitch sometimes. Um, and so what he'll do is like, he's like plating the food and talking during his, his Twitch stream. And it's so funny because he's like, and Sarah gets half because she does eat all of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, so honestly, I am eating like a good amount of food because I mean, those are like 700 to 900 calories per and, meal. And when are you um, working out in between like all this or before all this? Like when are your workouts? Yeah. So mine are 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday usually. Um, and that's like, yeah, that's a program that I'm following that's like 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. Um, and, then, and then twice a week, I do teach a strength training class and then a dance fitness class. So, and th each of those are 45 minutes. So okay. I'll, those, I'll give you opportunities yeah. to, to plug your sites and everything. But go ahead. Oh, since yeah. you mentioned it, what's your, what's your website since you mentioned it? Oh, yeah. So if you just go to my name, sarahplacencia.com or www dot. Um, that's, yeah, that's basically, there's going to be different things on there with my virtual classes, but also like my online coaching and my private groups. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much. Um, so, so I'm basically only working out like, what well, I don't even know. That's probably not even seven hours. It's like close to five because most of them are 35 minutes, um, five or six days a week. So, um, it, it's really crazy too, because when I was teaching so many classes, I was teaching like 15 classes a week. So just there alone was 15 hours plus the choreography that I had to like memorize, come up with and practice before I would then teach it. Um, and so I was physically active like 30 hours a week and my joints hurt. Like I, I was in my twenties and I felt terrible, like honestly. Wow. So, so I feel like that overtraining, you know, I, I kind of like turned that corner when I turned online and it kind of reprogrammed me on how my body should be, you know, you know, actually exercising. So yeah. I, I, f I feel like we're hopping back on your timeline here, which is great. Cause so you were talking about how in your late twenties after like, I, I want to say you've conquered binge eating, but I feel like you're in a very comfortable place with it. Is that mm -hmm. fair to say? Oh yeah, definitely. I was, well, let's talk about that real quick. Like how did yeah. you get into the place where you overcame this? I feel like this might help yeah. some people. Yeah. Um, I think it was basically just educating myself enough to realize what I was doing was not right. Um, and then also understanding like, the triggers 
like taking note of that. I think just journaling is a great first step. Like, you know, there's going to be reasons why you don't feel like you're worthy enough, or there could be people in your life that are toxic, or, you know, there's all these out external things that are, that are always like combating who we are and how we perceive ourselves. So I think journaling definitely helped me to kind of see those things and to kind of like put up like, okay, you know what, like maybe I shouldn't be around certain people and maybe I should, maybe I should, you know, start to set myself up for success. So even, even like buying vegetables, I was like, I don't know how many vegetables we went through, but I was like, eventually I will eat these. <laughs> so, so, cause I feel like a lot of times people think like, okay, I went to the store and bought it, but then I didn't eat it and it went bad. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to continue to waste my money. And I think that part is like, it, it's almost like somebody who's smoking. Like a lot of times they're not going to give it up. Okay. On a Tuesday and then Wednesday, they're like, I gave it up forever. Now I'm good. No, they like continue to keep trying. And I think that's where we have to remember, like it's a long process and it's a journey and just taking small steps, like getting rid of your scale, starting to address like who in your life is supporting you and who isn't. Um, and starting to like really value your time, you know, not saying yes, because out of guilt for someone else, but maybe saying yes, because it does fill your cup. Like look at the things you say you can say no to, because then that empowers you to say yes to the right things. Um, so, so that's another step, journaling everything. And then still, again, setting your, up your environment so that you're not gonna reach for Doritos because you don't have them. Or if your family is like, no, we have to keep buying these foods, then tell them, if you see me eat one Oreo, I owe you $10. <laughs> like, yeah. like use, you know, use positive enforcement, use negative enforcement, like the look at like, you know, whatever it is that your goal is and reward yourself with like a spa treatment or, you know, you're going to go out and buy a new outfit or something that doesn't always revolve around food. I think it's super important. Um, so yeah, just small things over time really make a big impact. And those positive behaviors do compound. And I think that's where it starts and it doesn't have to be all in all the time. Like I said, I'm not going to be that one to be like, you know, I say intermittent faster and I'm like, well, okay, I'm the cheater intermittent faster because <laughs> I'm going to have half an ish, kind of ish. I'm an intermittent ish. Yeah. From inter- one to like inter- 9 inter- p.m. Inter- 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 <laughs> yeah, that's what I should put. Inter- <laughs> fasting. So I'm like, what does that even mean? I was like, I don't know. Apparently I'm a cheater, but it's fine. <laughs> So it's all good. But, but it's yeah. funny. I, I do things like that too, where I kind of, like I said, like hack myself. Whereas Sundays, I have the guilty pleasure of just sitting down and watching football all day. I love it. Nice. And then it's like, yeah, self care. Um, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I've been sitting here all day. All right. So what I'll tell myself is like every commercial, 20 push ups. Oh, okay. nice. And then I feel better. I, I'm sitting out watching football. It's like, I've done 100 push ups already. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And like a lot of times, like I'll go to the gym and be on the okay. treadmill. It's like, or I'll watch this game until halftime, no matter if that's in five minutes or 20 yeah. minutes. I can be on here. It's like a game. Right? You, know, you oh don't gosh. know how long you're going to be on there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's an awesome way to do it. Cause it's like, you're, you're mixing the reward with what it is that you know is good for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. I love that. For sure. So is binge eating always a cause of stress? Is it always related to that? Um, I think so. It's almost like, it's a way of like, I feel like the people who do have any type of eating disorder, it's a way to control something that they think they're controlling when in actuality, it's doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's when people feel out of control because of stressors in their life. So at least from my experience, I feel like that's, that's what it was for me. I don't know if that's, I can't speak for everyone, but 
Um, yeah. Did you I think, know you were binge eating? Did you have a name for it while you were doing it? You knew exactly uh, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I th- and I think a lot of people will hide that fact, you know, like maybe I'm fine, but like really, truly, I think, I think when it comes down to it, you know, you have this guilt, you have the shame, you have that reason of like, I'll, I'll pay attention to that later, you know? And it's like, you kind of put it off. And I think that's where, yeah, it definitely can, can turn a bad week into a bad month and do a bad decade, you know? And so yeah. I think, yeah. Did you, sure. did you turn to anybody for support? Did you have support at all? Or you just, was it just cutting out all the negative people? Yeah, I would say probably just, yeah. Some of those relationships I just had to like, let go and like, you know, move forward. Um, but yeah, it's definitely just something that I felt like over time you heal from. Um, and it doesn't have to be this, like, oh, I woke up today and I'm so much better. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's going to be that gradual process. Um, and yeah, I, well, like you said, you know, we just don't buy the things that we know we would do real on. So I think it's, it can be an, a, a struggle forever because if you think about it, somebody can give up alcohol, somebody can give up smoking food, you can't really give it up. (laughs) So, so I think we have to acknowledge that and also, you know, really, really understand that, okay, it's okay that it's an issue and it could be forever, but we're going to set ourselves up in a way that we're not going to derail, you know? And I think that's important. I've gotten pretty decent at buying healthy foods that I actually enjoy eating. So Mm -hmm. it's like you said, the bagels and stuff, like, it's not like a, it's not like a diet. It's not a punishment. You know, it's like, I can't wait to eat that bagel. And at the end of the day, it was like, you ate a bagel. You loved it. It was decently healthy for you. And it's no big deal. You're not thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think when people think like, oh, you must eat healthy all the time. And I'm like, no, it's really, it's really a better and healthier relationship that I have with food. And I think Mm -hmm. that makes a big difference with it. And yes, I am craving more of the healthy things. So I will reach for, you know, some hummus and some veggies or, you know, a thing of cashews and, you know, I'm not reaching for Doritos because it's not there Mm -hmm. or I'm not reaching for the things that I know just, you know, aren't going to be good for me. I think, um, (laughs) when was it? It was like, well, during COVID I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start drinking white claw. (laughs) 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 And and so there was like a couple months where every night me and Eddie would just drink a white claw and I'm like, I wonder if this is how alcoholism starts. (laughs) Is this a slippery slope? Because I kind of have that personality. Yeah. Um, So I ended up like, I was like, and, and I had read somewhere where it says, cut something out of your life for 30 days. And it will show that you do have self-control and that you don't need that in your life. I've mm-hmm. yet to do that with coffee, but White Claw, I think is maybe a little bit worse. And so I was able to give that up. <laughs> I was like, it was a free, or, you know, alcohol free well, the whole month of June. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm good. Now I'm you just going to limit it. I'm going to limit this to like twice a week now and get back into that. So I think, I think that's a good testament to know like, okay, you don't have to live the straight and narrow, but every now and then just try to test yourself. See mm-hmm. if like, if you're going to be okay, you know, like you're not relying on food as a comfort or alcohol as a comfort or anything really to, you know, distract you from the stressors that you're not facing. I think that's important. I'd have to imagine having a de- uh, an eating disorder, like small victories, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a, a day and then two days yeah. and then it turns into three and then it turns into, like you said, like a week and then 30 yeah. days without it. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can do that. Yeah, exactly. Quite a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were talking about like overtraining. So I feel like we're going to come to the apex here to where you are training at an all time high um, and, and becoming a fitness instructor at the same time. So like, mm-hmm. where are you in life? How did, how did that get here? And how did you start overtraining? Because I'm curious about this. I, 
-hmm. I make sure I get my days of rest, but sometimes I feel so lazy. Like I need to get that workout in. I feel terrible today. Like I said, like Sundays, I sit on the couch, watch football and just like, I feel freaking fat today. So there's a lot of people that have that. And it's just like, I need to train every day. I need to work out. I need to run. I need to do that. So what are, how did you get into overtraining? And then how did you kind of get the psychology to get out of that? Yeah. Um, I think in, as far as like being in the fitness world and fitness instructors can probably totally relate to this. And it's something where, you know, if you want to continue to be, you know, like in the fitness career, you know, as a fitness instructor, like you say yes to every class. And that, that was something where it was just like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. Or I'll start teaching at this gym and then I'll do this in the mornings. And our schedule was crazy. Um, I would drop, we had one car and I would drop Eddie off at work at, 5 30 in the morning and I taught 6 a.m. classes and then I would go home for like an hour and sleep and then go back 9 30 to 10 30 teach and then I was a floor trainer or personal trainer on the floor at the gym from 12 to 5 and then I would teach again from 5 30 to 6 30 and at one point I had 5 30 to 6 30 6 30 7 30 and 7 30 8 30 oh my god so I, yeah I had three classes back to back like I look at it now and, and I remember saying like there's no way I can do all these cardio ones let me teach a strength training class in between, like, please, <laughs> like, I don't have the stamina for this. Um, and so it was something where, you know, just the years of it passed. Like it, I started at 2007, I started at a gym and they had, I mean, I think they were just really desperate. <laughs> they didn't do a background check. Like I came in and I was, I was like, I like for this. And they're like, Oh, can you teach a step class? And they said, can you? And I thought, well, I need a, I need a job. So yes, I can teach a step class. And I'd never even taken a step class. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't have confidence. It's just like this, like, is this what people do in the real world? Because I had worked as a barista at my sister's coffee shop. That's where all the coffee, <laughs> the caffeine comes from. It's okay. still running through my body. I, yeah, um, I see that. I know. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah. So I was just like, okay, that's how it starts. And so then I started at that job. And Six months into it, well, a couple months into it, I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible step instructor. I've, I've rolled my ankle while I'm teaching classes. <laughs> like, this is so not professional. And so I switched to like, you know, kickboxing. So I was like, Billy Blanks, please help me. And so I would then teach that. And then we switched into, you know, strength training. And then I, I, I went and got my own certifications because I still didn't care. And I'm like, shouldn't I know some things? Like, I remember I, I found one of my notes and I spelled squat with a W at one point. <laughs> I was like, I know. I was like, who was I? I mean, still now I'm like, how, well, what am I even doing? <laughs> like, I'm, but I'm, I'm more open-minded, you know? Um, and so I was teaching and then got Zumba cert or Zumba license. I should say it's not a certification. It's a license. And that was really the gateway to me wanting to like really teach full time. And, and so, cause I was obsessed with it. I love dance fitness. I love choreographing. I love the music that you can move to. And so I started teaching that Zumba toning, um, and, and then that's where over the years it started to get bigger and bigger with the amount of like classes that I was teaching. Um, and then I just worked for different gyms all over. Um, and then it wasn't until like, I really thought I could open up my own gym. And cause a lot of people were like, you should open up your own place. Like you've been teaching here, you know, from, I think it was 2016, I opened my gym. So I'd been teaching like seven years. So I kind mm -hmm. of knew the area. Um, I know more people there than even in my little hometown. I'm like, I go to the grocery store and I'm like, nobody's, nobody knows me here. Like, and it's my own hometown, but I knew a lot of people in Lancaster. So it's just so funny. I'm like, so they're my fitness family of where it all originated. But anyway, so I did end up opening up my own studio. And at that point I was teaching again, closer to 15, sometimes 20 classes a week. And it was just to the point where I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is so insane. And sometimes I'd have like one or two people show up. And so 
I mean, I was three years into my coaching business. So I'm really fortunate and grateful that I could do that on the side and then also teach the classes um, because the fitness studio was not making money. So after a year, like it was just weird, the timing of everything, because it was then open from January to end of October. And my sister was like, Hey, our renters are moving out in January. You guys should just come back and buy our house. And I'm like, huh. I was like, it's funny you say that because that doesn't sound half bad. <laughs> and because <laughs> I was just got to the point of burnout. Like I was just, you know, pouring everything into it. And it's just hard. I mean, I think in the fitness world, unless it's a well-known gym and unless there's more enough classes to being offered and unless it's like, you know, I was competing with the Y, which a lot of times it's like a free memberships, you know? And so, so after, you know, 10 months of that, I actually ended up closing my doors in February. So mm-hmm. I only, I was only open a year and a month. Um, but I knew like, if, you know, the stresses started to come back and I'm sure I would start to, you know, a binge and emotional eat at that point. Cause I was still overtraining, you know? Um, so after I was like, it was like such crazy emotions of like thinking, oh my gosh, I have to close. And like the stressors of that, I think the hardest part was like coming to the point where then I have to tell people, but by the time I told people, it was like such a weight had been lifted. And because I was like, I was already internalizing it all and like how terrible it was going to be. But once I told people, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. They know I, I can like sit back and, you know, we've got two months left, you know, use up your cards, you guys. Like, you know, I love you. Like, it, mm-hmm. like here's some instructors. Like I had built a Facebook group and connected with, with a whole bunch of fitness instructors and, and was like, hey, people were looking for classes. So, so I felt good about the whole thing, you know? And so afterwards I was like, all right, I'm going to take some time for me. And that was 2017. And we moved back here in March of 2017. And, and actually I couldn't work out for two weeks because all the stress had created, like I couldn't move my neck for two weeks. <laughs> so, wow. so it was like the move and then the pressure of like the studio closing. And, and I was like, all right, I just need to not do this. And so I went back to the tried and true, the reason I started coaching insanity max 30. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this, this whole program because I had never done the full program, even though I rehearsed and filmed it. I had not done the DVDs. Like I was like, Oh, this would be great. And when it came in the mail late December of 2014, I think it was the year. Um, I had sprained my ankle from teaching. (laughs) So so I was like, I can't even do the program I'm in. And then when I got back to teaching, I was like, I was so dead. I was like, there's no way I can do max 30 on top of all these classes. And so I ended up like coming back and in April, then I was like, April 1st, I'm starting this. Yeah. (laughs) Fool's day. (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna be a fool and do this program. I was humbled because you know, everybody kicked my butt. (laughs) So, but I did the full program and I was worried about that though, to be honest, like I went from working out like 30 hours a week and now I'm only doing six or no, three hours a week because they're 30 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And so even for myself, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fat. I, you know, now I've got to watch what I eat because now I'm working out from 30 hours to three. Like, and so even my own battle with that in 2017, I was like, okay, no, I just have to do this. I have to prove that you can get healthy without hurting your body. Like I've been preaching this, but I haven't been living it. <laughs> like, but I do believe that, you know, I've seen people with those types of results, you know? And so I was like, so I know it works. It's just, I just haven't, I haven't tried it yet. I'm just going to be a hypocrite until I can. <laughs> so, so to be honest, yeah. To tell, to tell the listeners listening, oh, I yeah. found you because of Insanity Max 30. Yeah. And you are a beast on that dvd or app or however you're watching yeah i will i will want to talk about that process in a a moment 
Mm-hmm. But as far as like over, over training, mm-hmm. what were some of the telltale signs to you? I mean, I can look at your schedule and say, what the hell was yeah. it just mm-hmm. looking at the schedule? Tell me like how you felt and tell me oh, what you think yeah. about how can someone know that maybe they're just training a little too hard and you need mm-hmm. these rests in there. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I think, um, just, yeah, kind of knowing like how your body is feeling. Um, I think that's where that was a really, you know, can't tell a sign that I was just overtraining because it was like my joints were hurting, you know, it wasn't necessarily with my muscles, you know, I mean, my muscles were always sore. I mean, I think sometimes we kind of think, Oh, I love that feeling of being sore. And, but people push it to the extreme, like they're sore every single day. And the thing is like, you can't build muscle when you continually tear it down. Like your body actually does need to rest. Um, and I think that's why I like intermittent fasting. Sorry to jump over there, but I feel like when you, when you work your stomach muscle, when you do it, you're working it within this time frame, and then it's resting for a really good amount of time, yeah. you know? And so I feel like your stomachs are muscle. Why not, you know, treat our bodies like that too, where it's like, you're not going to do shoulder day six days in a row, you know, you're going to want to like space it out and let your body heal and do different types of workouts where you're just pushing, pushing your max reps, but with good form and you're not spending hours and hours on it because it it doesn't take that, you know? And I think it's, I think that's where it's so important to understand, you know, that balance. Um, and now I can't remember your question. (laughs) Something Uh, about overtraining. overtraining. Yes. So the telltale sign of like, yeah, yeah, how it hurts your body. Yes. So the joints, the constant soreness, you know, there wasn't a day that went by where I just wasn't sore. And, and I feel like sometimes people can get that addiction of like that feeling. And, and I think that's, that's where it gets hard because you, you start to value how you feel on how well you did. And if you're in pain every single day, like that's, that's really the opposite effect of what's internally going on in your body. Um, and so I think that's something to definitely take note of and just look at what you're physically doing throughout the day. Um, and there's active people out there that are like really, you know, they'll hit a hard workout and then they'll be just active, but they're not like, doing it for hours and hours. And that's where I felt like the overtraining for me was very obvious. Yes. I could see my schedule. It was lasting more than, I mean, I feel like if you're pushing yourself more than an hour a day, but you're pushing, really pushing yourself like that can get dangerous. And I feel like that's where we need to draw the line. Like an hour is plenty of time, you know, to really push yourself. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's what I would believe in. So are you okay with people working out seven days a week or would you recommend, Hey, at least have a day or two of rest in between all of Mm -hmm. these days? What would be your suggestion? Yeah. I think with these programs that I do follow, um, it's definitely helped me to understand like what rest should look like. Um, and I, I do believe that like any type of like motion where it's even yoga, like that, that's a great rest day. Like as in not like yoga where it's like, Oh, I'm going to stand on my head and hold this, you know, hold this warrior for three minutes. I'm like, that is strenuous. Like (laughs) something where it's like beginner yoga or just like stretching. And I think that can be a rest day and considered one. So it's like Um, an active, active rest day type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, and I totally get that where it's like, Oh my gosh, I would sit on the couch for eight hours. Let me move a little bit. And, And even just like, I have a foam roller in my living room because I'm like, all right, I've been sitting too long. Let me stretch out my back. Let me stretch my quads. Like, and, and that does help because you know, I am moving for some reason I'm sweating while I'm foam rolling, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like you're in pain a little bit, but it, it's good for you. You know, take note, like take some time for that self care. I think it's super important. Definitely. So that's something I've never tried. And my sister and other people have tried to get me to, to do it. I just, for whatever reason have is the foam rolling. So oh, is that yeah. something you would highly recommend? Yeah, definitely. I, um, 
I would recommend that you don't get the pool noodle one. <laughs> That's what I call it. Because okay. it's like, it's, it squishes and then it's like weirdly shaped and then you're rolling and you're like, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just invest in the better one because you're going to use that little, you know, crappy one from Target. And then, you know, two days later, you're like, why didn't I just invest? Um, so I recommend uh, sponsored by Trigger Point. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the, the trigger point one, um, you can find it on Amazon and it's, it's got the hollow center. So it's like, it's actually like reinforced, you know, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Like you could stand on it. Uh, don't stand on it though. Um, but yes, there's so many videos out there. Some of the programs I follow on Beachbody on demand, they have a foam rolling day on some of them. And so I feel like that's really important to like, you know, take that time to like, you know, just work out those muscles. It's, it's, it's like self-care. It's like massage basically. So what else do you do for self-care? Cause that's something I need to get yeah. better at too. Yeah. So massage usually once a month. Um, I did go and take a reflexology class just yes. Was that just yesterday? What's that? And I, I've never done that before. And it was crazy. Like the girl was just, I mean, our bodies are full of nerves and the, all the nerve endings end like in our extremities. And so she only, it's, you think it's like just a foot massage, but she goes in and she'll like talk to you and be like, Oh, okay. Do you have a lower back issue? And I'm like, okay, I did put down my weights during the squats. Yes. And she's like, okay, well you might want to, you know, just be more aware of that. And okay, this might be TMI. I don't know. It's fine. I've already talked about poop, right? We're good. Where are we good Go here? For it. This is it. We're okay. being vulnerable here. I know, right? Exactly. I, know. I was like, I'm so sorry, right? It's, it's fine. All your dudes are going to be like, dude, why did she talk about that? <laughs> but anyway, so she's like, you know, touching my feet and she's like, do you have fibroids? Like, do you have problems with your ovaries? And I am prone to cysts on my ovaries and oh. she could tell from my foot and she was on my left side, which is on my left. I know it's so weird, but that's just like something that I was like, didn't tell her, like she had no idea, but she could just feel like everything, like the toes, the bottoms of the feet, the ankles. And she was just talking about like, okay, some of this is an issue, you know, okay, I'm going to, you know, we're going to look into digestion. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty good with it. She's like, okay, well, you probably have to go later on in the day. And she was right. <laughs> and so, this is a reflexology class reflex, or a psychic medium? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> she was totally like, I, I know. I was like, are you reading my mind? Um, but yeah, it was like- it I've was, never heard of this. I would love yeah. to have her on my podcast. Oh my gosh, I will hook you up. Yeah, uh, yes, her, her I would love to have her. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, I just went once and- I was like in full tears. I think I can talk about this now because I've talked about it enough and I feel like enough people have prayed for me that I've gotten through the other side of this. I don't know if you saw my post a couple weeks ago. I, um, I probably, yeah, I think I, I think I know what you're about, talking about. Okay. Do you mind if I bring that up? No, or? bring it up. Let's, let's go okay. for it. Okay. So yes. So two, like two, three weeks ago, we were in Franklin visiting friends in Tennessee. Um, and one of our friends yells out the window and sees somebody on in the, in the middle of the road face down and he was fell off his bike and he's like, somebody called 911. And so like I rushed out and went right to him and you could tell though, like there was just, I don't know, it's pretty graphic, but he was covered in blood and like couldn't, could barely breathe. And so I'd like pick him up. Um, my husband turned him over on his left side into the recovery position. And I just held his head off the ground and, you know, on the side. So he could have air, you know, coming through his body. Mm -hmm. But even in that amount of time that the ambulance was called, there was, you know, so much blood and my hands were covered and it was just really it was probably pretty traumatic and i'm i'm going to be okay probably <laughs> let me take sure let me take a sip and so he he's okay um, oh I wow got, i just got more news that he is 
um, he's going to go through rehab right now. Um, and that so has he, to make you feel yeah. a hell of a lot better oh too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like we were like, who was this guy? Like, is he going to be okay? You know, the ambulance came and we're just like, what just happened? You know? And, and it was something that you just kind of go into it and you're, you're just like, this is what's happening. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that had happened. And I feel like I was really just hanging on to a lot of stress from that. And like, I mean, it is pretty traumatic. Um, props to nurses and doctors. Thank you so much. I don't know how you guys deal with all of this. Go see a reflexologist because <laughs> I feel like trauma in the body can just be so scary and you don't know what to do. And I was just having nightmares and stuff. And so I went to her yesterday and she's like feeling through my feet and she's like, okay, well, you, do you have some trauma? And she's like asking me all these questions. And, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Now I'm okay. Take a breath. <laughs> And so she just like talked about that. And I'm like, I'm going to cry about this. Is this okay? <laughs> so she's like, bring it up. It's all right. And, and I was like, okay, so this is what happened. And, and I feel like every time you do talk about that, that is part of the healing. You know, you don't want to bury things. You do want to, you know, have it come out and you want to be open and honest and authentic to yourself and, and feel okay about that, you know? Oh, and, yeah. and I feel like even being the, the child of five kids, middle child, like the toughie, I was always like, you know, crying for babies, you know, I'm gonna play sports and like, you know, all this stuff. And so even growing up, I was like, okay, no, I need to confront these things. Like it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel emotions. And, and so she was just, you know, working through it with me. And she was, she was just really from a, from a really positive place. Like I just had such an amazing experience with her and she just you know, talked about that, talked about, you know, chakras, but then she talked about praying and I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to have her on my podcast. No. Yeah, yes. I, I agree. I told her, I was like, I'm going to be back next week. <laughs> so, and so every, every Monday, if you're in Auburn, Indiana, <laughs> yeah, I'll be on. Yeah. Um, I will definitely hook you up with her. She's, she's amazing. So just I just met her. Oh, nice. Just to kind of touch on what exactly you were just saying, I did a, an episode a couple weeks ago with Holly Esler. Uh, we talked about mental health and oh, yeah. that was such, oh, uh, that was a deep yeah. episode where mm-hmm. I, when we said yeah. goodbye, I said, hold on a second. Like I took a deep breath and I listened to the entire 90 minutes again before I went to sleep. And I was like, I need to process yeah. everything I just heard. Yeah. Oh my and God. And like, there's some parts that will kind of like hit you a little mm-hmm. differently. Yeah. It's a serious freaking problem. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so after this, if you guys are listening to this episode, after this, go back and listen to For that. Sure. That's a super important episode. And it's, yeah. I break it down with her. Like what is mental health and tell us uh, like, all the different like anxiety and depression oh, and yeah. t- tackling that or, and she gave some amazing tactics and how to do that. I was like, not, we yeah. didn't just talk about it. She actually talked yeah. like how to help with it. Oh, that's and, awesome. Oh I'm my gonna- God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was honestly a really, awesome. it's a great episode mm-hmm. and yeah, mental health is so important and it's kind of playing into what you're talking mm-hmm. about with the, with the binge eating and the stress yeah. and overtraining. Oh, sure. There's, yeah. if, you're, if you're in a more of a happy place, a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff probably isn't happening, but we all have stuff we're dealing with. Oh you know? yeah, definitely. In one way or another. And I think mental health is, it's just so important to bring that to the surface of, you know, what's going on in the world and, and even in just like families lives and in any profession that you're in, like there's going to be stressors and there's going to be ways that you just feel like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have that control. So I think mental health is just so, so important. And but we do, we I'm do talk. Oh yeah. We do talk about on uh, that episode as well, like how social media plays such a massive role in mental health and, mm-hmm. you know, 
you have an, an amazing body. Like you've worked for it. You're fit, you're cut, you know it. Like, and people like stare at you and they're just like, how do I get that? And it puts them in depression. Mm-hmm. And we need to know it's okay not to get there. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great that you want that. And maybe we can go mm-hmm. step by step or maybe your victories yeah. look different. And, you know, it's just, you can't Mm -hmm. compare yourself to people online, but that's Mm -hmm. also why another reason why I wanted to have you on was -hmm. because you're giving some tips and tricks for people to maybe take a step in a direction that they're really looking for, like the small victories and how you were talking about like fasting and then what you eat Mm -hmm. and stuff. So maybe can someone can make those tweaks in their life Mm -hmm. and that starts to get them to feel better and better in a mental place. And once that happened, things will start to click. Exactly. Yeah. And and we can never compare somebody's, you know, I've heard that before where it's like, you can't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 300 and yeah. it's going to look different on everybody. And I think that's, what's so important about not looking a certain size or be, becoming a certain size or, you know, really paying attention to a number on the scale um, because health and fitness can look so different on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think even in the health industry, like I'm so grateful that you do see more beautiful people that are teaching classes that, are of all sizes, you know, and, and they're being accepted and loved. And I think that's such a cool time right now. Um, it's so different than it was like, you know, eighties and nineties and having to look a certain way. And, and I think that's, what's really cool about, you know, people coming together and supporting one another, mm-hmm. um, with, you know, whatever their story is. And, and I think that's, what's really cool. And even what, with what you're doing, Ryan, I think it's so cool just to have that, Thanks. you know, that, that space that people can come together, they, they feel open to talk about it. And it's, and it's something we can all learn from each other. Like when we think we can't, that we've capped our own success, you know, we want to yeah. continue to learn from each other. And I think that's, that's awesome that you're doing that. So. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of it is kind of related to mental health and just like seeing how, what people have done and what they've gone through to kind of get to where they are. Mm-hmm. Cause I think yeah. you're right. We see people's chapters 300 and we don't know anything about them. We don't know mm-hmm. the struggles they went through. So yeah. everything you're talking about right now is relatable to so many people. Like you weren't born this way, you know, like you mm-hmm. kind of took a lot of steps to make yourself this way and some missteps, some were the wrong direction. Like you learned hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. But it also, I'm the rebel. (laughs) I got to like figure it out, (laughs) but it made you who you are today, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So there's probably a lot of people that are in a really tough place or Mm -hmm. in a bad direction and it's okay. Like, look at you, you've done that yourself and look where you've ended. So you. you got to a place where you just started to make changes and just get better, like in a mental place. Like you said, you dropped a lot of the negativity and the people that were mm-hmm. just not supportive of who you were and which mm-hmm. is, that's a big deal. That's a really big yeah. thing. That can be scary, but I think, yeah, it, it opens up more time and space for people who do love and support you and oh, more, yeah. more opportunities. And it's definitely can be scary, but anything that's out of the norm is always scary to us. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's where we have to understand, like, you know, when it's like, Oh, trust your gut. Oh, that doesn't feel right. Well, not necessarily, because if we're just used to this normal of negativity, then we think anything outside of it isn't truth. And I think that's super important to explore those areas of inspiration. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, even for myself, just to go from somebody who was really like envious and bitter and gossip and just like those things that really just self-sabotaging behaviors that I had um, and just kind of come that 
not necessarily full circle because I'm always on this journey and I'm always learning from others. Um, so I think it's super important to know that it's okay if you're starting off and you're, and you don't have it all figured out. Like mm. none of us do, but we're, we're here to help each other. That's what we're, we're here as humans on this earth. We're here to help each other. And you so. have to remember, and I struggle with it sometimes too, is like, you are allowed to be happy. You know, like if yeah. it is okay for you to be happy, you don't have to feel yeah. guilty about that. Yeah. A lot sure. of times, a lot of times I do and I might, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there are times that I definitely care too much about what people think. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I delayed starting this podcast. I've wanted to do this for a while and it's just like, eh, what are people going to say about that? You know, when I talk about, when I bring it up to friends, are they just going to kind of laugh at it and be like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you, um, just, just making the changes, just going for it has, and I know for you too, has just made what a world of difference, you know, to go after the things you want. And that's why I'm calling this the pursuit of happiness. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's the journey. It's going after what you want that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning how you're doing that and how you've got to where you are today. And I know we're getting deep here. And let's go, that's, I want to go to how the hell you got to insanity. How am I watching you on my <laughs> apps oh, every man. day? Let's talk right. about this. How did yeah. this- Well, props to you for push and play because it's not an easy <laughs> program. Insanity Max will kick your yeah. ass. So anybody's <laughs> looking to make a change, freaking do that. Um, <laughs> Insanity's crazy. Insanity Max yeah. is like, oh my God, I'm cursing yeah. at the TV. <laughs> Sean, yeah. if Sean T listens to this, I want you on this as well. Oh, right. I know. Sean should be on this podcast. We like, will oh power, we will yes. power through this. Put it out in the universe. Put it out in the universe. It will happen. Exactly. Oh, it's um, an ass kicking, but damn. Yeah. If you, you can do it, you can do anything for 30 minutes. You really right? Exactly. And that's what he just keeps repeating. And I think that's such a great mentality to have throughout life because it's true. It's like even the things that you really don't want to do, just sit down set a timer, 30 minutes, you know, like you can get anything done in 30 minutes. Um, and so, yeah, as far as like insanity next 30 goes, um, I was thankfully living in Lancaster, which wasn't too far away from Manhattan. I mean, it's like a two and a half hour train ride. Um, but it was something where my career was kind of taking this like turn and it was, it was something where I was involved in Zumba quite a bit. And it was, I was going to be selling my choreography basically. Um, and that was something that I was like, okay, yeah, this would be cool. Cause then I can teach people my choreography and like, you know, that would be what I would do. And I would go teach these master classes and then teach them. And then they would teach that in their classes. And so that opportunity led me to California in that, that January. Um, I went there for the training and then, so I basically then had to like submit my video and then like get clearance to host my first class. And then I was like, then I could have that job. Um, but what had happened in the meantime was, and and I think social media has changed, you know, there's been this turn on, okay, exposure is good. Giving value is good. You know, I love Gary V, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, the jab, 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 right hook method. Mm. Um, and so for me, I was always putting my videos and choreography since 2009 out on YouTube. And I, I mean, I don't have a huge following on there, but it was something that had grown and my YouTube channel, I still have like choreography that I do put out there. Um, and I'm saying all this because I ended up like, almost deciding to do that. But at the expense of taking down my YouTube channel, I decided not to because I then made everything private and I just got so many messages from people saying, 
They were working out at home. They loved my videos. Like, where did they go? How did they get them back? And in order for me to do this job, I wasn't allowed to have that, you know? And so I was like, oh, like that stinks, but I really do want to still help people who are like, they were talking about, they didn't feel good about going to the gym, you know? And they loved working out with me from, from home basically to my videos. And so I was like, okay, man, this sucks, but I'm, I'm going to decide. And that day I emailed them back. I actually got an email from Beachbody. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm so depressed. Like, I gave up my dream, <laughs> you know? And what happened though with Beachbody, like I had actually um, became an insanity instructor because in 2012, I took, I actually took Shanti's class in person. Oh, now nice. he's, he's from Philly. Um, that's where his family's from. He ended up teaching a masterclass, which was, it was 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And there was eight different instructors and he was one of them. And you could pay a hundred dollars to have a class with these like celebrity trainers. Um, and Shanti was the only one with like, I was like, wait, does he have, does he have an insanity guy? Like what? Like, and, and I'm like, he's on here. Like, it was just so crazy to think like, wait, this guy's like, I think really well known, but here's a class of 30 people. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I was like, okay, how did this even happen? Like, wow. and so I took, I took his class in person. Um, and I ended up like, it was called insanity. And I was like, man, I love this. Like if he ever creates this as a home or not a home program, obviously it is. Um, but I thought in my head, like, if this is ever a class that I could teach, I am getting certified like first, first thing. And so the next year Beachbody came out and said, Hey, insanity is now a class you can get certified in and teach it. And I'm like, okay, yes, I am so doing that. And so I went, got my certification, not with Sean, but like the Beachbody, one of the master trainers. Um, and so I taught that for go, about a year. Did you go somewhere to do that? Um, I'm trying to think where that training was. It wasn't that far. Um, it was, I think it was in Pennsylvania. It might've been back in Philly. Okay. It's either like Philly, Baltimore, like usually the bigger cities have these. Um, and Beachbody had like classes that were not only home programs, but also physical classes. So when you go to the gym, you'd take like, you know, insanity or Pio or court. Actually, I think they had court of force for a little bit. Sadly though, there's no beach body classes, live classes anymore. Um, not because of COVID, but they had stopped it like a year ago, but it's because like the home programs really, you know, that's their main hub, like, and that's what took off. Um, but anyway, so I was doing that and they had told me like, Hey, you're one of the talent team, like, candidates which meant like I had applied to be like in their instructor dvds like only the instructors would see this dvd so like maybe 100 people and it was like I would then go and like be on the set in the background and then like do the moves for the instructors um but because I was on this list they sent out an email to all the instructors saying like hey go to this location at this time we have another beach body you know, something coming up with, you know, with workouts that you might be interested in. And I was like, huh, I wonder what, okay, I wonder what that is. And so I ended up then going in March of 2014 and I went to Manhattan, went there. There were so many people that were like 300 people had showed up to this place in, in Manhattan. And I was like, so what even is this? And they're like, oh my gosh, it's Shanti. Like, I bet there's a new program coming out. And I'm like, what? Okay. Like, that's cool. And then I could, and Tanya, Tanya the machine, yep. she was, she was one of the, like the people behind the desk and they would break us up into like five people, um, you know, audition type things. Um, and so five people per grouping would go in and then they'd show a move and be like, okay, ready go. And they'd like, whatever time us or, you know, just watch us take notes and, you know, take a photo. And then we'd go and like, wait. 
and they're like, okay, everybody rehearse. Thank you so much. If you don't hear anything by tonight, you know, I'm sorry, you're, you're probably not going to be called back. And I was like, okay, well, that was fun. And I went with one of my girlfriends. And so we're like, let's go to Manhattan and like see the town. And we were about to like leave, but then we're like, well, let's just get a hotel. It'll be such a late, you know, train ride anyway. So we got the hotel and they sent it out like way late, like nine or 10 PM. Like I got the email saying like, Hey, come back tomorrow for second auditions. And I was like, Oh, well, good thing we didn't leave. And so I went, ended up like, you know, there was then 50 people and then they knocked it down to 30 people. And there was a cast A and a cast B. And they're like, all right, you guys, you guys got it. And I was like, what is even in this? Or what is this even? I don't have no idea. And so it was really cool because all of them were coaches. And I had my, I was really like hesitant because I was the gym girl. I was like the Zumba instructor. I was the person at the gym. Like I wasn't doing home programs. I mean, even though, you know, to, like way back in the day, like even Eddie had bought like Tony Horton. We actually had Insanity yeah. that Eddie had bought. And I was like, it's funny how many times that we, we did do Beachbody. Like I would even take the, the P90X booklet and take it to the gym and I taught boot camps. And I'm like, today is chest and back. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, it's so funny how much my life was involved with Beachbody before I really even realized it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, talking to these coaches, like a lot of them are just super passionate about what they do with helping people online. And I was like, man, here I am like busting my butt, like, you know, like barely living paycheck to paycheck. And here's these coaches like doing something online. And it's basically an online class, like a fitness class. Like I'm just having them push play instead of walk through the gym, you know? And I was like, huh, maybe I should do something like this. <laughs> so I actually signed up like while we were rehearsing. So we had, we had between a close to six weeks. So we practice in Manhattan and then we filmed in Brooklyn and thankfully like I had met um Alex she's super sweet she's like I didn't realize it at the time just like connections you know it was like she was there and she was a girl that was like standing close to me as we're all like talking and I was like this has been so fun like who are you like let's get to know each other and so like I after the first week I had stayed with a friend but I was still like where am I gonna stay I'm from Lancaster PA there is no way I can like get a hotel for a week <laughs> like right. in Man in Manhattan you know and so I was like, do you know anybody that's like from the cast that, you know, might be open to like letting me crash their place? And she's like, oh, you can stay with me. Come to find out it was Shanti's personal assistant. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I know. I was like, so I really got to know her and like know the stories of like how she got started with Sean. And it was just so cool. It was such a positive experience that I was like, this is just everything I've ever wanted. And so I ended up going there like Monday through Friday, we would rehearse like sometimes double a days. And so at that point we had like really, you know, taxed our bodies and like pushed ourselves. But the thing is like me as an instructor, I had always been able to talk through my classes. Like I was either, I was teaching insanity or I was even doing Zumba. I would, you know, kind of stop, go over, help people out, show them a modification, you know, go to the crazy people, do that stuff. But I could always talk. So my cardiovascular, well, maybe from talking a lot too, but, but I feel like my cardiovascular was, you know, pretty high, but I hadn't like pushed myself. Like, and so in the program, I mean, as we're rehearsing, they're like, we just want you to try as hard as you can. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> like, it was weird. Like somebody gave me permission to do that. Cause it was usually like, I'm the instructor. This isn't about me. This is about them. And so for me to like take a class with like, you know, like, yeah, Tanya was teaching it the majority. And then when we rehearsed with Sean, like we had a week with him and then we went into filming the next week. And so it was just so cool to like really get to know them and, and be able to push yourself like to that max effort. And yeah, I definitely was like, so I don't know. It was, it was I was just high from like, you know, the energy of the room and just Sean and his positivity and just 
you know, just being there, I think you kind of have this sense of like, all right, all or nothing, like, let's just get this done, like, as hard as we can, like, we want to make ourselves proud, you know, and I think that's where it really came from, and it was experience of a lifetime, like, I would definitely do it again. Beachbody, if you need me, I'm here. Stop <laughs> <laughs> some more, yeah. I know, right? I was I'll like, tag them too. I'm tagging yeah, right? Them. Exactly. No, but it's amazing. I, it's a great company. To work how for. did the filming work? So you said it's over a week. So it's like, was that mm-hmm. how many per day? Like, mm-hmm. how'd that work? Yeah, I think um, because it was, it's a two week program. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And so we actually had like some of us were doing like two a days. Um, I remember at one point, it was the third one that Sean was filming. And it was a core one. And they were like, are you okay to do another one? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so, so it was I'm like, I mean, hell I, no. Yeah, no. I know, right? But, but it, yeah, it was crazy. I'll do the modified. I'll be the modified I know, right? person. Yeah. yeah, like this is too much. Yeah. But it was cool too, because like, it was just fun to like hang out, like be in New York. Like I'm such, I'm from such a small town that it was like, just really cool to be around so many different types of people and just learn from them and hear their stories. And, um, but yeah, we definitely were just, practicing a lot you know I mean I think there was a cast a and a cast b but when we got on set it was basically like all right you want to do this workout so we all kind of knew what workouts like what moves look like so we did know like what was coming up and what was happening so when he would go into the next move I know some people were like how did you guys know all the moves and how did you get all the moves down and you know all these things but we had been practicing like a good six weeks of those movements over and over and over again um and then I do remember at one point, I don't know if I should share this, but I feel like if you do max 30, you should know that at one point, uh, I do have to say it was smoke and mirrors <laughs> for one, one of the workouts. Okay. I don't know which one it was. It's been a while since I've watched the videos, but I realized, I think somebody had told me like, you didn't even max out on this one. And I was like, yeah, I totally did. And when I went back through, I realized that was the one that we had to refilm one move because it was, it was right. I think it was right after I did a lunge kick and Sean came over to me and I was going to max out right then. Like before he started to walk like towards me, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's going black. Like, like <laughs> uh, I don't know how I'm still moving. And he's like, Sarah here, she's not going to quit. And I'm like, uh, I was, <laughs> but you're right here telling, telling everybody else I can't. So here I go. And as soon as he walked away, I just like, fell and I was like I was like oh my gosh I couldn't breathe you know oh, and I wow. and I walk over to the board and write my name and that next move was high knee power jumps for like a minute and, oh, and, the, cam- the, yeah, and the camera guy yeah and, and I was like yeah peace out I'm not doing that one I'm gonna work, write my name and so when I when I did that the camera guys were looking and nobody was doing the move like everybody had like doubled over and like breathing and then they're like we're like, wait, we need to film that again. Like, I mean, we went through the whole workout and finished it. And then afterwards they're like, um, Sean, we, nobody was doing the power jumps at minute 16. You need to film that again. <laughs> so, I'm so going to so look we, for that now. You should. Yeah. It was like, it was so funny because you do see me, like I was like drenched. And then the next move you see me doing power jumps and like they came over with spray bottles to like make it look <laughs> like we had sweat on again, because as soon as the workout's done, like, okay, we're drenched, but two minutes in those lights are so bright. And it mm. was like, the air was like so dry. So we had like, cause they had to heat the building. It was still March in, you know, April in, you know, Brooklyn. So it was pretty cold. Um, and so, yeah. So once like, once the lights were on, like all of our sweat was gone. <laughs> and so, so we're like, 
okay, well, I don't look as sweaty. And so they sprayed me. But even then, I was like, I don't think I'm sweaty enough, but okay. And so then they filmed, like, me for about 30 seconds. Like, they stayed on me. But, but really? everybody, was doing, everybody was doing the jumps because everybody could after a good 10 minutes of taking a break. Right. So, so that's something, too, that I do try to tell people. I'm like, you know what? Like, I want you to understand sometimes the thing that you think is attainable because you see somebody else do it. Uh, they might have had a little smoke and mirrors <laughs> like yeah i mean i don't have a huge issue with that because it, like that makes the workout seem actually even like more legit like that kicked <laughs> your ass you guys had to stop oh you know? <laughs> for sure all of us yeah there's not one person on the set that could it's do it. so hard i'm freaking cursing him out like all the time i'm <laughs> just doing this i'm like how the hell i'm maxing out for like eight to ten minutes i'm like you guys oh, are still going. I was yeah. like, what the hell? Like, it is hard. Yeah, it really is. I think it's, yeah, something to be said about the energy of it and just like knowing like what yeah. it is. And I think, yeah. And, it, and for me, I think music plays a big role on like mm -hmm. my energy level. And so that's why I like working out to music. Um, mm -hmm. But that was difficult because it's like, at the first couple of weeks we had a bump in music and certain songs will play even now. And I'm like, Oh, that reminds me of insanity. Like we would mm. practice it. And then two weeks after that, they're like, okay, no music. And we'd practice with mirrors. And then two weeks after that, they closed the blinds. So we were still practicing in this like dance studio ish. Um, but then we didn't have music. We didn't have mirrors. We had to like really focus on like our breathing and just like being just really in tune with like what, how our bodies felt during that workout. Um, so, so what's behind yeah. the camera? Like, what am I not seeing from the, from watching uh, on online or the apps or DVDs? Like what's, yeah. what's behind the camera? Is, that, is there people holding up signs or what you should do now? Like what's going on yeah. there? Oh yeah. So I don't, it, it was just so interesting. Cause I mean, Carl Deichler, he's the CEO of Beachbody. He's like one of the coolest dudes. Like, honestly, it's, it's something that I like, the more you get to know him and who he is, like, it's just, it's just cool. Cause he was there on set and I didn't know who he was, but everybody else was like, Oh my gosh, Carl Deichler, <laughs> the CEO was like, here I am. Like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. This seems like a fun thing, <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> the more, the more I got like involved in it, the more I realized like how much really went on, you know, and the, the people that are there to support everybody. And, you know, yeah, you definitely see like, you know, the cameraman, you know, the, the bright, definitely bright lights. Um, and you see the set, of like what it looks like. And then outside the set, it's basically just very much like raw, like almost not necessarily a barn, but like, <laughs> but like very, very raw, like type, you know, like the doors are nothing fancy. You know what I mean? Like on set though, it feels like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest gym ever, you know? And yeah. so, so it, it was interesting just to kind of be on that end because yeah, you just don't know what, what it's like when you, when you're put in that position and like, you just get to get to see what's behind that. Um, and Tanya was amazing. She was there the whole time because she was, act we called her mama T and she would actually like hold up like this huge finger and like give him signs for like next move, you know? Mm -hmm. I figured that happened. Yeah. Okay. So he would always kind of like look off and we could see the timer, you know, the people behind the camera were over here and, um, but it was just, it was just really cool. And yeah, the chance of a lifetime. And I just felt like mm -hmm. this was really awesome to be a part of something like that. And, and to say yes to that opportunity, like was just so incredible. Like, I feel like that's something that I'm, I'm glad that I wasn't fearful of like, well, I don't live there, so it's not gonna work out. You know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like you kind of have to make those sacrifices. And even the gyms I was teaching at, you know, I was, I know they were upset because I had to not work for the next six weeks. <laughs> so they go check was, me out on TV. Get out yeah, of here. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, it was, I mean, that was really tough for some people. So I feel like, yeah, that was something else where I just had to be like, okay, but this is something that I've dreamed of. Like, I can't say no to this, you know, and it's, it's going to be something that I, I can look back and say, Oh, that's so cool. That's, it was, it's awesome. Like when was that filmed and when that, when did that come out? Do you know? Yes. So it was, um, 
April. And then I think Sean's birthday was like one of the last filming days and his birthday is, is it May 5th or May 4th? Now I don't quote me on it. Now I feel bad. I think it's May 5th though. Um, and so it, it like ended that day or like close to that day of, of filming. And so it didn't come out until December of, of that same year, but still a good, like, what year you know, was that? Oh, 2014. 2014. So. Wow. So it's even that old. Cause it's yeah. insanity is like gotta be over oh. a decade. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I feel like that would have been what 2009 maybe. Yeah, yeah, 11 years maybe. I yeah, I was going to say there's definitely like P90X with that. There was that that whole start of like Tony Horton was like right. one of the first ones and then Shanti and and so I feel like they definitely pushed that that limit of like, hey, this isn't like the home program of like, you know, Tony Little. <laughs> and yeah. like no offense Tony Little, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it's 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 just so different, you know. And I feel like Beachbody just continues to just exceed you know, what, what it is and what they offer. And like, I, I even remember when I signed up, like I got, like, I couldn't get, you know, obviously that program. So I got 21 day fix and that was seven workouts for $140. And now they're doing $160 for 1400 workouts. Wow. <laughs> so, so it's like such a big difference of the value that they can bring. And I think that's, what's so cool about this day and age with, with the whole digital and like online and there's so much opportunity for so many more people. And I think that's, what's so cool about being able to like share your passions and you find your people online. Like there's, it's not a small, it's not small town anymore. It's really like you're connecting with so many more people and mm -hmm. if you're the type of person that has that open mind that wants to grow. It's, it can be a beautiful place. I mean, I know social media can be negative at times, but it's still a choice at the end of the day, like doing, you know, w with what you're doing and the people that you're meeting, like, I'm sure you, you get online and you're like, you know what? I love my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it is positive now. It's so. kind of like what you said earlier, huh? like you got to surround yourself with the positive people, get rid of the negative. It's the same thing, but the yeah. people you follow, you know, mm -hmm. you just, you can't oh, have yeah. that. Yeah. You can't have this stuff yeah. in your life. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, for sure. Or people that make you feel bad about yourself. Like, I feel like that's going to be something where you got to really, you know, confront those issues firsthand like within yourself and then you can come from a more loving and open place and really learn from each other. Cause that's what it, what, that's what it's about. Cause I, I know that was a struggle for me too. Yeah. You do a, but, you do a really good job of, of being open and um, pretty vulnerable and showing yourself on your Instagram and, and website. And you can tell, you know what the hell you're doing. You can tell like you're a great coach. Your videos are really good. Honestly, like I learn being a male as I learn as much, if not more from watching women work out. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it might sound weird, but like, I feel like women, female in general focus more on the actual like movement and mm -hmm. not just jacking up weights and, you know, getting huge. It's more about like the flexibility and the movement and the motion, the range mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. it properly. And so like watching your video, whether you're a male or female, you can learn a lot from just watching you and how you coach. That's a, oh, thank you. yeah, thank that's, you so yeah, that's a huge help. I mean, not just the fact that I saw you freaking keep up with Sean T, which <laughs> drove, drove me nuts. I was like, how the hell, <laughs> how the hell? I need to do that program again. I'd probably be very humbled, honestly. <laughs> I, like, I should, one of these days, do yeah. a disc and tell me what disc you do. And we'll write down the max out now. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you. I know. In the I should, I should try to like film it side by side and be like, "Here we go." <laughs> like, you can should. I? Oh, no, that would be a great video. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be so humbling. Yeah. I'll Aww. challenge you to a max okay. out. 
I know, uh, right? There you go. So before we kind of get to kind of winding down and telling people, people to find you and stuff, I'm kind of curious about something else um, as far as like supplements. Do you take any supplements? What are your thoughts on that? Have you ever taken supplements? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, obviously with Beachbody, I'm a Beachbody coach and mm-hmm. that's something that I wanted to, you know, kind of be proof the products work. And so I did dive into that, you know, six years ago. And it's been something that, you know, the more I trust it and the more I realize like the benefits and feel it, then I'm, I'm more trusting of it too. And so that's how I'm able to share it with other people. Cause it is something that I'm like, I do believe in this, um, because I use it too. Um, so I do take energize, um, the pre-workout supplement. Um, and I love it. It's not as much caffeine as coffee. So a lot of people who do try other energy energized drinks or pre-workout supplements. Um, a lot of times they're like, Oh, I get jittery and it speeds up my heart. Yeah. Too you much. get the tingles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's something too, that Beachbody does a really good job of like knowing what they're putting in it and, and just really, you know, the caliber of what it is. I, I know it and I trust it. That's so the that's- problem with so many supplements is like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them, like you feel like you get the jolt and stuff, but you know, like who knows they're not regulated. So who knows yeah. what the hell you're putting in your body. It's kind of, oh. it really is scary mm-hmm. to think. Yeah. About. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you even hear that with like even medicine and pill companies of like yeah. sawdust being yeah. <laughs> like being used and it's like, okay, like really should I, you know, invest in something like this? But as far as that company goes, like they've never led me astray. So that's something that I feel like I could really you know, be confident in when I'm talking about it because of, you know, just my own success story from it. Um, and so, yes, I do the supplements pre-workout. Um, sometimes I do the post-workout. Um, I add protein, which is, you know, just like 17 extra grams of protein. So it's not like a huge, huge jump, but it is something that does help me with my, you know, muscle soreness. So it's something I do like to use on the days that I, I, do my own program, you know, push play. But then when I teach my classes, sometimes, I mean, you're still basically working out, maybe not full exertion when you're teaching. Like I said, I can talk through it. Um, but I know I'm physically active. So I know I need that bump in protein. So I'll, I'll take that as well on those days. Um, Shakeology still six years later, my husband even loves it. I hear um, good things. I hear really yeah, good things. I yeah. do try that. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's definitely something that I'm like, it, it's not a meal replacement and it's not a protein shake. It's definitely like a superfoods blend. So, and, and I tell people that too. I'm like, well, if you're only adding water to this, I mean, it's not as good because this is, this is healthy and it will expire. <laughs> like, don't leave it. <laughs> don't leave it in your car for four hours. <laughs> like <laughs> it's healthy food does expire. Yeah. Um, and so I mix it, you know, like I said, and then I make it a meal. I'm hitting closer to like 500 calories by the time, you know, I make my shake. Cause I want it to be something that does satisfy me. Um, so I'll use that. Um, there's also beach body bars. Um, I use that every now and then it's like a chocolate, you know, pretty, pretty tasty snack. Um, that's also in my cupboard. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> um, and then collagen, I buy my collagen from them as well. So explain what collagen is. Like I, I'm familiar with collagen, but for the people who are yeah. listening, they might've heard of it. It's like a hot term. They go to the grocery store or whatever, Target mm-hmm. and they see collagen everywhere. Yeah. So explain what collagen is. I mean, it's going to be a supplement that will help with nails, you know, your hair, um, skin growth. Like it's going to be some, or skin growth. <laughs> it's good for your skin. Um, and it's something that I feel like a lot of times it, it could be lacking in our diet. So it is something to add in. Um, I, I was going to say, you probably know more about it than I do. So please, please. That's pretty much it. it. That's pretty much it. Okay. And just for the people listening, like I mix collagen in with the protein shake, not as a, as a replacement to the protein. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's like tasteless. And yeah, you don't yeah, taste it whatsoever. Yeah. But, it's definitely yep. something to just add in. And, and there's so many things in our diet that's lacking. And even just the way 
even fruit, even like local fruits and vegetables, because our soil is so denatured, it's something where it's like, it's going to be different than what it was a hundred years ago. And I feel like that's, what's really missing in our diets. And that's, that's another reason why I do like Shakeology because they get it from the sources of which it's grown organically. Mm. So they're actually, um, I got a shout out, Darren Oleen, the formulator. Oh yeah. The creator of Shakeology, he started- Oh, he created show. that? I found out who he was because of the Zach Efron Zach show. Zach Efron. So isn't that, so Darren Oleen and Carl Deichler's wife, Isabella Deichler, they came together and said, okay, well, I'll only do a shake if it has these 70 ingredients. And then Isabella was like, I'll only do it if it has these or 90 ingredients. And it was like, both of them had almost hundred ingredients and 70 of them were the same. And so they're like, you know what? We're going to put these 70 ingredients and make a shake. We don't care how much it costs. People need this in their lives. <laughs> so, okay. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So it was so cool because like it, we call him the Shakeology Whisperer. So at Coach Summit, when we go down, um, sadly, you know, it was canceled in Indianapolis, which is, mm. I'm in Indiana, which would have been great. But oh, it's, in, it's in New Orleans next year, July 15th. Fingers crossed it's still happening. Um, and so Darren's always there talking about Shakeology and his voice. I mean, yeah, if you've watched Down to Earth with Zac Efron, he, it's so cool because Zac Efron was the fan of Darren Aline, who wrote the book Super Life, who has just so much knowledge about like how to heal our bodies from the inside out. That was, just, that was made aware yeah. on that, epi- uh, on that oh. shows that yeah. I, I, I messaged a friend after I watched it over an entire yeah. weekend. I watched into everything and I said, oh, so game good. changer. Yeah. This is a game changer. Like, right? why do we not eat like this and live mm-hmm. our lives? Like it was just, 100%. some of it's so yeah. disappointing, but it is eye-opening. And I went to yeah. Whole Foods that day and got the Kamu Kamu stuff for my <laughs> protein shakes. I'm like, this guy's going to make yeah. an impact on me. Right? Oh my gosh. Well, it, what's funny is like all these things that he mentions, I'm like, that's in Shakeology. That's in Shakeology. That's in Shakeology. I was like, he's, he's taking what I he's think you just sold me on this. I, I know I need it. Yeah. Seriously. If you need somebody, I can hook you up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. Honestly, I'm okay. Okay. Awesome. No, seriously. And, and that's the thing too, that I'm like, I'm not a nutritionist. I, you know, I took one nutrition class in college and I did drop out. <laughs> like I'm one of those college dropouts, proud to say I am <laughs> I'm good with it. Um, but it's something that like, I'm going to rely on the people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he has his own show now, and I'm like, this is so cool. Cause here's the guy that like knows his stuff. And now we can say like, Hey, we've partnered with him for the past decade. This is why. And, and so I just feel like it's something that supplements. Yes, it's important. There's so much lacking in our diet. That's why you don't go, you don't go to the store. Like, I feel like there's, there's not, I mean, box companies are out to make money. And the thing is like, we don't know, you know, unless you physically, you actually know the farmer who is like yeah. making it and yeah. getting it outsourced from like organically grown places. It's going to be something that I just feel like there's so many people starving and they don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, and so supplements, yes, I do believe in them and I do take them every single day. That was honestly that I could have watched 20 more episodes of down to earth and going to different places to learn more stuff. Like the, even the one on water, like drinking water. I'm like, yeah. I've been drinking oh, the whole time. Okay. I shouldn't have, what the hell? Like, right. I was like, no more sparkling. No, yeah. What was that? yeah. It was so funny. I started going to the store buying like glacier water. I'm just like, I'm yeah. drinking this stuff now. Forget this. <laughs> purified or whatever i I know like we actually need those minerals who knew yeah i feel like i mean if you think about it like bleach and like all these things that you know maybe it's not good for our bodies like i feel like every like 50 years we come to find out like oh my gosh you guys that was actually killing this generation of people and it's like 
okay, what is it that maybe we just need to like second guess and kind of back second up? Second guess everything. Yeah, second guess exactly, everything. exactly. Yeah. And, and do your own research, see what works for you. You know, don't don't talk about it until you do it yourself. Like that's what I feel like is re- super important. Like, well, it's kind of like, we are taught the freaking food pyramid and that we that like turned right? upside down now. I know, yeah. Exactly. Cause it's, yeah. And that's, that's something that you think is truth, you know? And then it's like, okay, well, you do, you have to reprogram your brain to like, yeah. understand this. you have you know, to, unlearn. we don't always, yeah, we don't always have it all figured out and that's okay. Like just start with what you know and then and test it, you know, same thing with like people who have intolerances. It's okay. Your, your body mm. just needs something different and you're going to find out what that is. Just be curious about it. It's hard to, even teach in my experience, teach and or talk to older people about this stuff. Cause it's been so long. They've been taught the wrong thing. It's not their fault. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's just like, you said, like the food pyramid, they grew up out their entire life. They thought breakfast was the most important and they don't want to skip it anymore. And it's like, sometimes there's a lot of benefits to fasting, which is oh, why yeah. I do it. But they're like, Nope, can't do it. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. you got to yeah. unlearn what you've been programmed. Exactly. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like in America too, like we're kind of set up to fail sometimes like it is all about the bottom bottom line yeah. and the money instead of putting good food on our plates and it's yeah no, you gotta exactly. be aware you've you have to almost like get kind of like babysit like you have to keep an eye on what's going to be in in your grocery cart like exactly just take your word for it you have to go the extra mile to figure that out so i'm glad yeah. you know that yeah, food labels and just understanding a little bit more. And yeah, definitely babysitting yourself. <laughs> I feel like when you said babysit, I was like, it's true. You gotta have to understand, like, I gotta teach myself a few things. And and you're never too old to learn new things. Like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's where you can really make a change in your own life because you're more open-minded to it. I got, I kind of compared it to like a year ago, I, I, I built my house and I'd come awesome. occasionally to see my house and there mm-hmm. was things done wrong. And I was like, why am I babysitting the people who are building my house? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not an architect. And so mm-hmm. I kind of compare it to that. Like yeah. we trust these people to put mm-hmm. good food on the shelves. And when they say it's fat free and sugar free, that this is good. No, like you need to look a little deeper into that. It's yeah. unfortunate. I'm sorry. You can't just mm-hmm. go to the store and read the box and throw it in your cart and eat it. Mm-hmm. It's just not how yeah. it works. It's, it's oh, exactly. disappointing, but it's how it is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I feel like I, the more people talk about it, the more people are opening up about what is true health and, yeah. you know, in the sense of like, yes, like you said, mental health, emotional health physical health, you know, all these things really play a factor in. I'm, I'm glad I'm alive for it too. Honestly, I'm glad oh, yeah. I'm still kind of young enough. I could still affect a really solid, good and healthy future. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. imagine if you're still eating sugar cereal every day in the morning, yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. And that's the thing too. Like even just with, I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't really speak on it too much, but sometimes even just like the hyperness and the, you know, you can't focus as much and all these things that play a role where it's like, okay, if we just, you know, hone in on what, what does make us feel better. And, and I think that's why I do try to drink more water because of the caffeine. <laughs> I'll have two, sometimes three cups, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it's true. You do kind of have to like, look at it as a holistic approach. Yeah. What about sleep for someone that works out as much as you and is active? What's your sleep like? Yeah. So that was one of the reasons why I became a coach because I knew when I 
was like, when I could come up with my own schedule, I was like, I will finally get the sleep that I need. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like that was, that was one of my whys. Like, why are you adding on something else to your crazy already schedule, you know, in, in building up a side business until like you could, you could, can't have like your own schedule. Um, and that was, that was the reason because yes, sleep is so important to me. And it played such a huge role in like, you know, anxiety and like, you know, just, you know, feeling like, I mean, your body needs to rest, your muscles need to repair themselves, like all those things really play a huge role in it. And, and I think for me, like, yes, I love my sleep. It's usually, usually around midnight now, and I'm starting to get up at eight, which I mean, even when it kind of took this drastic like going to bed at 1am, getting up at five, mm. going, teaching, coming back, sleeping for an hour. I actually took like two naps a day <laughs> just because I was like so tired from physical fitness. And then, and then at night, like, you know, I come home at like eight thirty, nine o'clock and still need to eat dinner. Mm. So it was something where then I would just eat and eat and eat. And it's like, you can't really fall asleep, you know, when you're that full. And so, yeah, it was just that vicious cycle. So now I'm just much more grateful. And I, I did a full year of like not even setting an alarm. <laughs> and so, which was nice. That's the best. It was, it was definitely nice. But then I realized like, okay, Sarah, you got to have some goals. You got to have a routine. And I realized like, even though I'm a rebel, like it was a rebel to my own rules. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but what do I really want? Like if it, if it drives me enough to do it, then I'm, I'm not going to rebel against the rules that I set for myself. Um, and so that was something that I was like, okay, if I get eight hours, then okay, that's good enough. That's good at least to start with. So you, know? you shoot for a solid eight hours. Yeah, solid eight. Yep. Yep. Sometimes okay. it's longer because, you know, Sundays I'm like alarm off. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I will sleep in and on Saturdays, I don't have anything until 10 a.m. I have a team call. And so I, I can set that alarm a little bit later. And sometimes I'll just wake up, you know, before that 9 a.m. Okay. So yeah, definitely grateful and thankful where I'm at now because it, that wasn't always the case. And and all these little things can really play a factor into your own well-being. And I think sleep is definitely one of those top five that you're like, just need to take, you know, note of, of like, okay, is this something that I could improve on? And how can I like mm -hmm. setting, you know, putting my phone out at, like further away, you know, making sure that I'm off social media at a certain time, making sure that I, I don't have a TV in the bedroom. Like I think. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? <laughs> what? Get it out. I'm watching <laughs> Monday Night Football. Come on. Oh, you go. You're like, I gotta just lay there. So do you watch it like every single night? Like, I are do. you on the TV? Oh, okay. And is sleep a problem, Ryan? Light sleep is a problem. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm so, a light sleeper. I don't get heavy sleep. Oh, I I can okay. fall asleep. Yeah. I can fall asleep with or without a TV. That's yeah. I don't need the TV to go to sleep. Okay. I like to yeah. be entertained and wind down when I go to bed because my mind focuses on watch TV or a sports game or something like that. Yeah. And then I oh yeah. Pass out. A lot mm -hmm. of times what happens if I don't have a TV, if I'm tired, I'll fall asleep. But a lot of times that's when my mind runs. So like what did I do today or what I got to wake up and do tomorrow and stuff like that. And that'll keep me up more. So if I'm distracted, I feel like I fall asleep, but I know the light, yeah. that's all not good for you. I know that. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, no, it's, it's okay. No, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm an inner if yeah. <laughs> faster. You're like a sleepish. I'm yeah. an inner if sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I need better right. sleep. I need, yeah. I do. Yeah. I definitely do. Cause like my REM sleep is probably not that great. Uh, um, yeah where you yeah. feel it too. And, and that's something too. Like, I think the more you talk about it, the more you can be, you know, desperate for a good night's sleep, inspired by a good night's sleep. Um, and I think, I think like things that you do as a routine can definitely help you even in your own mind to get into that rhythm. And I know for me also like washing my face, like having lavender oil, like sometimes those aromas just help me to like 
calm down. Like this is closer to bedtime. Like some of the things that I feel like even, even parents will do with kids. It's like, yeah, those seem like, oh, here's some little kid ideas and we need to get set up for bed. But adults need that too. And I feel like that's something that we just get out of the routine. And then it's hard to get back into until we make it a habit. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, James Clear, Atomic Habits. That was my book last month that I read. Um, And so that's something that I feel like he definitely helps um, habit stack where it's like you have one habit and then, you know, like you said, he actually gave that example of the book open on the bed, you know, make your bed. And then that morning, lay open your book so that that's the first thing you go to when you lie in bed. They I always mean, say that, make your bed first thing in the morning. Cause that is already right. habit. Number one, you've already accomplished something right. before you've even done anything. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I feel like something like that, I mean, even though I'm 36, I feel like there's, there's still parts of me that are like growing up <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've consistently made my bed. <laughs> like, Oh, uh, see, I'm terrible at that too. <laughs> no, no, me too. No, this doesn't happen until like maybe a year ago. And honestly, okay. I talked about like the circle of the people in your life that are just influential in a good way. Um, one of my friends, you might have seen her in some of my videos, but we'll work out either at her house or she'll come over here and work out. Um, and, and so her house, she's just, she's amazing. She's a fashion blogger, but she also does like lifestyle stuff. Um, and she's really super successful at it. She's just so inspiring. And she ended up, we went to school together and she was a teacher for 12 years and then quit when she built on the side gig to like replace, you know, what she was doing. And, and so she's so good at it. And, and I go over to her house and every time I come home, I'm like, Ooh, I'm motivated to clean. <laughs> like, and so, so I feel like having that, like, it's not a sense of like guilt or shame or like, Oh, I'm not good at that. Like, it pushes no, you, like, it pushes it you pushes, to be better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's like coming from that space instead of like a guilt, like, oh, like I wish I did that or I wish I wasn't that certain way. It's like as soon as you have that thought process, like get rid of it with action. Like mm. that's the worst thing is fear and, and continuing telling your stories of like what you suck at and what you will continue to suck at. Or like, oh, I will do that. Like when you're willing something, you're not necessarily making it happen in that moment. You're thinking, I'll will that later, maybe. <laughs> and so instead, think about it, what it is, and then take like one bit of action, even if it only takes five minutes. Like, what is that one thing that like would actually make you feel better? Like, is your desk a mess? Let's talk about just, just the papers. Let's, let's just organize the papers today, you know, or another thing where it's like, all right, the closet, like I did this the other day. I was like, my closet is a mess, but I love the show Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to watch that in the bedroom. I took my laptop because I don't have the TV, there but I put that, I put that in the bedroom. And I just folded and folded and folded and it was something mindless, but I had it stacked with it, with something I enjoyed, with something I don't enjoy necessarily. Um, I still won't fold my socks because that was a punishment as a kid and I'll never get over that. <laughs> socks suck. <laughs> I just socks suck. I don't. The folding socks suck. Socks suck. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, no, never again. They're the, they're I mean, the worst. Those things will sit on my floor. I'll fold everything. They'll, they'll sit on my floor. I'm like, forget yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, I got to hide them. Batman and my dog will just run into <laughs> them and I'm like, okay, at least I put them away, but they're all like, oh, I got to take it out and spend a good three minutes just finding some. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I've wasted so much time over this, but it's fine. It's, it doesn't worry. It doesn't like, you know, bug me enough for me to want to change. So I'm not going to worry about it. But, but I do feel like it's true. Just take action on like one little area, you know, and that can mm-hmm. definitely help. Like, I, I feel like set an alarm, like you set an alarm to wake up. I, sometimes I would set an alarm to like go to bed and that's what helped me too. Just to be like, Oh, timer. It's like the, the dog that salivates. What is that called? Where it's like, you get in the cycle of like, Ring yeah, the bell. Yeah. You get hungry. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, oh. I do. I, f- I forget I what it is. Yeah. Po- reinforcement. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some type of, some yeah, kind of reinforcement. reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah, it's also interesting. Yeah. Good tips. But anything. Anything is possible. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm saying that before I let you go, I'm kind of curious. So you've said 
what is it Eric's bagels? Is that what it was? Is there oh, any other Dave's? Yeah. Dave. We've said every name under the book. We now. said Mike, Eric, and then <laughs> Dave. Sorry, <laughs> Dave. Dave. Sorry, it's such an easy name. For sponsoring <laughs> this show, and I'll get your name right. I know exactly. Um, is there any other kind of things like that that you buy that might be like really good, like hacks, like hey, this tastes mm-hmm. really good, or this is sweet. I use this mm-hmm. to kind of get by. Is there any mm-hmm. other cool things you got? Yeah, I think if I am craving chocolate, I put it in the freezer and that causes me to like, obviously I don't want to break my teeth. So I have to like, you know, (laughs) it melts in your mouth, but it comes from the freezer. So you can't necessarily eat it quickly. So that's, that's kind of a nice hack. I've also heard, and I've done this before, but it's been a little while, but blueberries frozen taste really good. Hmm. I love, I love that. I've also done, um, actually recently did a three day refresh, which is also a beach body supplement. I do that quarterly, but I might start doing it monthly, but it's just a vegan three days clean out your gut, you know, cut back from caffeine for three days, you know, get off sugar, all processed foods basically. Um, and anyway, one of the shakes that they send, I don't like to drink just shakes though. So I'm like, okay, I'll have my Shakeology and then maybe what I'll do is I'll add one of the protein ones to my Shakeology. So that's still just one shake a day. And then I eat vegetables. But then the third one, I'm like, I don't want to have another shake. So one shake. And then what I do with that third one, it's, it's basically a vanilla protein um, made with pea and oat protein. So it's still vegan. Um, and what I do with that is I mash it with a banana and then I add like a tablespoon of almond butter and then I mash it up really well and then, you know, form it into like, you know, these circles. And what I do is make like five or six of them and then put them in the freezer for 30 minutes. And then it's like a no bake cookie, but they're like cold. Mm. And I swear the banana tastes like white chocolate. It's crazy. It's so good though. All right. I'm doing it. Try it. It's just those three ingredients. And then put that in there. If you need something sweet, if you wait too long, what you could also do is just put it in, keep it in the bowl you mash it in and then just put it in the freezer and it's like an ice cream. I mean, you kind of still have to wait like 20, 10, 20 minutes. I don't know how long it took. I was still chipping at it cause I'm too impatient. Um, but yeah, it's super good. So this is yeah. the good stuff to know because one, I mean, look at you it works. And two, like, instead of just buying cookies and eating cookies, make cookies that are actually like good for you where you can eat right? them and not feel yeah. terrible that you ate them, you know? Exactly, exactly. And there's something to be said about just like what it is and what your body starts to crave after you do introduce healthier foods. Like your taste buds can change. I know some people say like, well, I hate vegetables or I hate this. And it's like, well, you're reinforcing your taste buds because you're telling them what you like and don't like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. have a more open mind and slowly introduce healthier options and it's like I said, it's not going to happen overnight, but over the course of a year, you might've taken three bad habits and replaced them with three really good ones. And you know, a lot can change in a year from compounding those habits. One of my hacks that I was introduced a couple of years ago to riced cauliflower and oh, yeah. I started to mix salsa in there with avocados. And I was like, oh, this is freaking delicious. And that does taste good or yeah, something. there's, it's not calorie packed. It's, it's yeah. really, it's freaking good. You use like chips with it then? Not even like I, you, I put it in like a bowl and just eat the salsa. Yeah. You can do chips with it, but yeah, I just, yeah. I have it as like an afternoon snack or yeah. as a side to whatever, like chicken or something like that. Yeah. Oh, like, that sounds so good. Anything with like delicious. avocado too. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. Amazing. And then it's I not that it. many calories, you know, it tastes good. Yeah. I think you can also, I think I've seen it even in the frozen like the freezer section don't they make like frozen yeah um, and i pop it in the microwave for five minutes then yeah you're good to go yeah it's super quick easy Mm -hmm. tastes good 
And it's just yeah. stuff like that. You got to find the hacks that work for you. Mm-hmm. That's just like, this yeah. isn't bad for me. This is good. And, exactly. great. and I'm happy to eat it. You know, I'm excited. So yeah. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time. I think that's the thing that people are like, mm-hmm. well, I can't make it healthy food. It takes too long. And just like something like that, like you said, five minutes and you're able to have, you yeah. know, while it's cooking, you're cutting up your avocado yeah. and you buy your fresh pico de gallo and mix it all in and good there you go. go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing some of those hacks. Those yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Like, I'm curious. I'm kind of curious. Like the things I do for myself, I have no idea if anyone else does them yeah. or everyone right? does them. I don't know. If- oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I just discovered this thing called water. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like no, we, we, oh, we got you there. Yeah. Good job. Good job. But those cookies, yeah. Hey, you know, you never know those could know. take off. So. Yeah, I know. I love that mix. I mean, I might make like a salsa dip out of it or something, but I do. I love avocado, like any type of thing I can add with that, but seriously. Awesome. So awesome. good. We can awesome. chat offline about more recipes, but I know, right? Um, so before I let you go, I would love to give, to let you give the opportunity to give any final advice to somebody that is kind of struggling with an eating disorder or their weight and they want to lose weight and they're, they're looking at you and they're like, how can I get that? I guess I can't like, I don't know. What's some final advice you, you would leave someone with? Yeah. Oh man. I would just say, don't quit on yourself. Like keep going. You know, you're going to find that like over time where you're just like, you're going to get to that point where, like I said, out of inspiration or out of desperation, like it's going to be okay. And it's okay to fail forward. Like you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. But the thing that matters most is that you're trying and you're still showing up. And like I've said earlier, you know, making sure that you're, you're connecting with the right people. You know, it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to be surrounded by people who, who maybe have figured it out because there's probably shortcuts in that. And coming from a rebel, (laughs) I'm like, no, let me try this on my own. No, let me try this on my own. And really, you know, there's so much out there. And if you're connecting, connecting with somebody that you're just like, okay, they're, they're, you know, have figured it out. They, they probably have a system or they have resources that could help you. Like don't hesitate to reach out and ask for that help. And yeah, it's going to be okay. Like we all have these struggles and I feel like that's, what's, that's the beauty of this. Like, it's okay. We, you know, you don't have to come from a perfect background. Like you can get to where you want to go. Just be patient and love yourself and give yourself those affirmations. And yeah, over time it'll, it'll pay off something I've said in a previous podcast is just show up and mm-hmm. just get started. That's more than like half the battle. Cause like I started this podcast and look where I'm at now. I'm talking with you like three months ago, I was watching you on a beach body app, kick ass. And now three months later I'm talking with like all because I actually took the time to actually just freaking do it. You know, just <laughs> yeah. do it. You know, well, like, I'm sure we, we all feel the same way. I mean, there's so many times that I'm, yeah, we all poop, Ryan. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the book? Everybody poops. Yeah, everybody poops. It's fine. Exactly. No, but it's true. I mean, I'm so glad that, yeah, you took that, you know, that, that chance and the opportunity yeah. was there. And you're like, I mean, sometimes you don't even get that door that's opening. Like you have to bust it down yourself and, yeah. and, and the right people will be there to love and support you. And the people that don't are probably just jealous. <laughs> like it all like they have their own probably, insecurities and problems yeah, and they're reflecting exactly. it on you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever heard of that? Um, is it the crab in the bucket? Like, um, mentality? So, so this is like a true thing that crabs will do. I haven't tried it because I don't want to see this. It sounds horrific, but it's like crabs that are trapped in a bucket. If, if one tries to crawl over one and is close to getting out, they will actually like grab the crab and basically rip them apart. (laughs) I know it's terrible. And it's something where it's like, I know that sounds so terrible. I, we won't leave on this. I I feel bad. We we should talk about something happy, but it's. I can edit this out. (laughs) 
you're like done. But I'm leaving it. Don't talk about the crabs or poop, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. It's okay. It's okay. No, but seriously, like it's something where you have to understand that people have their own insecurities, like you mentioned, and they're trying to always stay safe. And, And if somebody in your circle has an opportunity or decides to step outside the bucket. It, it, it's like this sense of like, oh my gosh, don't leave the safety of us. What are you doing? People are going to judge you. You're going to fail. Like what's the worst case scenario is what we're all going to think. And we're just going to wait for that to happen. And it's something where it's like, you have to understand that there is something better on the other side because you're finding yourself, you're finding your voice, you're finding what you've been looking for because it's not going to be sometimes with the same people. It's not going to be the, the people who have told you the same stories over and over of negativity, of doubt, of envy, of jealousy, of gossip. You know, it's going to come from opportunity. It's going to come from love and self-love and taking care of yourself and, and recognizing that and the light in others and really going for that and making those connections. You're not forgetting people over here. You're, you're hoping to inspire them. And sometimes that does happen, which is awesome. Yeah, because, yeah. because when you start to really take care of yourself and people see that, they're like, they stop the judging and they start to ask you like, okay, how did you do that? Or, okay, I know you like, they what, see the what changes. Just happened? They, they see, see it. Yeah. Happier, and it's like, what? hold on a second. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it can be such a full circle effect because you're not going to be the same person you were five years ago. You're not even the same person you were yesterday. For sure. Like we're always learning and growing. And so, yeah. So don't, don't stay in the bucket. If you, if you take that out, you can <laughs> leave that. <for> I'm leaving. <laughs> no, but, and but don't it, compare it, yourself to others either. Cause yeah. that, it, that's, that's super True. tough, especially the highlights yeah. that you see on Instagram is oh, yeah. not what is happening. You know, oh, like you, sure. you weren't posting pictures probably on Instagram of how you binge. You know what I mean? Like you don't see that mm-hmm. stuff. And so that's why it was super important to hear your story into where you yeah. are now. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the thing I like to tell people is kind of like to rewrite their own narrative in their head. You know, like you got to change the story in your head. You're in charge of your own movie, you know, and mm-hmm. how do you want that to end up? Exactly. And so I got tired of telling myself, no, oh, a podcast sounds cool. You know, that sounds cool, but I wonder what people will think. Well, it's the same thing with like working out and looking good and stuff. Like the thing I loved about insanity is like when Shanti will say, just do your best, go to your max, whatever your max is, do your max. And it's different for everybody. And then you're going to get better and better and better. And it's just the small victories and the small steps, you know? So yeah, I, I, I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, a few of them. <laughs> oh, no, but it's great how it all came together because now we have yeah. a clear picture of how you got to be where you are today. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's people who are going to take some of your some of your workout and fitness tips. There's probably gonna some people that take some of your nutrition. And so I'm taking a little bit okay. of everything. That's, I was super curious. Now doing insanity tomorrow will not be the same as I'm I'm looking for that one part. That's for sure. Um, But I want to give people the opportunity to find you. So this is your opportunity and all the platforms where they can find you and watch your coaching and be hooked up with such an amazing teacher. Oh, thank you so much, Ryan. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I said that earlier. Um, If you just go to my website, sarahplacencia.com. Just spell that. Um, let's let's go ahead and spell Sarah that. with I know, right? Sarah with an H because H's are not ew. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jimmy Fallon though, so it's okay. Um, so Sarah with an H and then P L A C E N C I A um Placencia. 
So yeah, that's basically it. You're going to find different. Um, What's your Instagram handle? It's also my name. So okay, there you go. Super easy. So I'm going to tag that as well. And in, in the yeah. post, I'm going to tag that. Um, okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. She's a great follow. Take your classes. She's cool. Obviously the energy is there. If that's one thing I could take from you is the energy. I want that. Maybe it's my sleep. I need to work Thanks out my so sleep. Much. <laughs> <Right>. no, <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah. No, seriously. Thank you again. It was awesome. And just getting to know you and seeing where this is going to take you. And I will definitely get you that girl's number as well. Cause I feel like, you know, it's, yes. it's so cool with what you've taken this and that pursuit of happiness and, you know, just meeting so many people. Cause that's what life is about learning from each other. Too. I, cause I'm like I said, I've been doing this for a few months now and I've looked, I've looked back at some of my interviews and obviously I have my eyes on a few ones in the future and the, the, the bits and pieces I've taken from each interview has already enhanced my life. And I can't wait to talk to more people like the one you're going to refer me to and learn something from it. It's all about learning and growing and everyone has a short story to, to share. And yeah, it's just funny. Like connecting all the dots, I'm starting to connect a lot of dots and a lot of it is just showing up and just getting started. Um, Like just to give my uh, buddy Brian a plug that he's got the just get started podcast and it's what he does he talks to people that get it started and Mm -hmm. yeah i've learned so much from this it is a pursuit of happiness there will be no ending it's just going to be constant learning constant growing and i'm very happy to have a very positive influence like you on this on this episode so well i'm humbled that you asked me so thank thank you you. yeah thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story um i know a lot of it probably wasn't comfortable and you weren't super happy with who you were back in the day and you've come to a really good place and you're still growing and I'm just giving you a big head right now, but you've, uh, yeah. <laughs> you've inspired me and I'm yeah. going to kick your ass oh, on the standing. You. Match <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sarah six years ago would kick my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're amazing. So on that note, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up right here. So thanks so much again. I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to uh, tag all your, your social media and website right. in the post. Awesome. Please follow her and uh, yeah. we'll catch you on the next episode of the, the pursuit of happiness. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you.